this this website that I have opened up for the new segment has a category on the top. Like the categories are home, that's fine. Technology, of course. Business, sure. How to, okay. Smart and weird. <laughs> weird. <laughs> I, I, I clicked at it and the things that count as smart as weird are <laughs> the Big Bang Theory. Know about all <laughs> crazy theories and gossips around the show and in reality. Mm. I'd love to know the crazy gossip. The smartest and weirdest show on TV is uh, the Big Bang (laughs) Theory, famously. I heard about how, like, I remember, I I think it ended, like, around the same time Game of Thrones did, and one of the popular discourse talking points in my, like, real-life friends groups were that even Big Bang Theory did a better job at their finale than Game of Thrones. Wait, it finished? Apparently. Okay. It's like, it went on for, like seven years longer than i uh perceived it or then you know it was in the cultural consciousness but whatever i think sheldon won a won a uh, nobel prize right <laughs> that's just what i like gathered from that sounds right from yeah. uh cultural osmosis at first i thought you were talking about the actor <laughs> oh my no, god might as well oh. yeah popularizing science I'm like, not to turn this into who watches the watch, but like, I constantly think about how Obama got a Nobel Prize in like, <laughs> the year after he got elected. Like, what the fuck? Mm. Mm, yes. Performative. A-, a Nobel Peace Prize, I might add. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Y'all ever oh. like to just bomb a bunch of people and get... <laughs> For peace. I mean, it's called yeah. peacekeeping, so... Mm. Doesn't Henry uh, yes. Kissinger have fine. a Nobel Peace Prize? Uh, yeah, I think so. God. What a fucked up institution. <laughs> I'm pretty sure yeah. isn't the guy who Mr. Nobel, isn't he like a mass murderer of some kind? Mr. Nobel. Mr. Nobel, <laughs> second name prize. Uh, I think Mr. Nobel invented the dynamite. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. But he was just using it for digging. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the argument, mm. but like, you know. Mm. You can also use mm. a gun for digging. <laughs> <laughs> God, it just doesn't work very well, though, does it? I'm just gonna shoot this gun through this mountain. I'm gonna shoot with my gun at my dynamite for digging. Shooting a gun into the ground, like that's reverse digging. Instead of getting like metal out of it, you're putting. <laughs> it's okay, actually like rever- reverse return. mining. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Introduce the podcast, please. No, you're the podcast overlord. Oh, fuck, I'm the podcast yeah. overlord. Okay. Books. This is a book that came out in uh, the year 2000. The third book in the series is the longest book in the series in my books. In the novels, write the book in the first book. Books. In the uh, books. Books. The fifth book is about to come out. Two books. And in the books. He does that in the books, too. Hello, everyone, and welcome to A Song of Babies and Puppies, the only podcast on the internet. <laughs> Uh, my name is Kate, and I have a slimy little smile. Yeah. <laughs> my name is Janosh, and y- you can call me Heron Hall because I'm strong but cursed. <laughs> Hello, I'm Chaz, also known as Crate Cool Autonomous Zone. Nice. <laughs> oh my god, that's so good. Yeah, <laughs> no, wait, I just realized the, the letters were... I, I woke up at like 3am one night and was like, I must <laughs> find one that works. Um, I'm stealing a George joke. Uh, my name is Emmanuel. Uh, 
and I'm the heir to Dairy, otherwise known as the Dairy Heir. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. I thought you were gonna say Dairy Queen. But... <laughs> <laughs> so much better. That is better. Damn it. Uh, so uh, I'm Rainer. I'm a butcher's grandson, and I love like a man chopping meat. Whatever this should mean. <laughs> Who knows? It's really it squishily, mean. I guess. You know, it squelches yeah. when you laugh. Yeah. Mm, I hope I don't really do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you said it, so great job, yeah, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> good podcast all right and as the only podcast on the internet it is now our duty to bring you all the news of the internet Ooh. so if you'd like to give us the news wait are we making are we making me go first with me or like do you want to tell us why we shouldn't okay, do okay. why i shouldn't uh, do what i'm going to do in, in in our in our history of news podcasts there has been uh some outcry against the news very small minority some people will say <laughs> very small some people such a small minority it pretty much just doesn't even matter you know but these people uh <laughs> demand their voice singular be heard and so now we cede very small amount of time to them right now go ahead please put sad music behind this <laughs> Oh my god. So as you all know, uh, we watched a movie on the Peacock channel a bit ago. This is kind of what crystallized it for me. um, because it was a very good movie and everyone Mm. loved it. Yeah, Yeah, we are still talking about it. Did all of us actually watch along? Yeah, I think so. I think we did. I caught the last half. I didn't, I wasn't there for like an hour. My internet doesn't let me stream very well. Um, so basically what I got was every five minutes it would freeze, um, and then it would start again a minute later, so That's I didn't really better viewing catch what was happening, but I think no one else did either. So yeah, I saw every minute of it, and <laughs> I didn't understand what was happening. The movie is Artemis Fowl, 2020 movie, by yes. the way. But like I haven't read the books, so I thought maybe maybe that's why I didn't get what was happening. And then no, I heard the... that like half of the plot points are something that aren't even in the books, like whatever yeah. the Azula or whatever it was that. Aculos. Aculos. I think there yeah. were like maybe two scenes in the whole movie that are in the book. Plot yeah. point. Plot point is a really generous term. Mm. <laughs> Plot is very generous. Colorful thing on screen. It's a great sure. movie. If you love a movie where uh, that ends like 70 minutes in and the last 20 minutes are a <laughs> tease up for the sequel, that's definitely not going to happen. Uh, then I can very much recommend yeah. watching Art as well. The last 20 minutes were callbacks to things that didn't actually happen in the movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but how could this possibly relate? Go ahead. How, okay, yes, so, yeah, let me bring it back around. So this movie, you know, there's a lot of effects. There, Does anyone know the budget? It's like over, it? like, very much. 150 million or something. Very much. So, you know, like, anytime I'm watching one of these very bad, like, so bad it's good movies or things like that, that, like, I can enjoy them, but then in the back of my mind, I'm just thinking about all that money... <laughs> and all that work, like, from honest, like, hardworking people that are probably, like, trying to meet deadlines, working 12-hour days uh, mm. on their computer, doing modeling or whatever effects. And, and I will editorialize here for a second. I say that this is not a so bad, it's good movie, because <laughs> it's not good by any measure. Yeah. I, I think mean, that it was bad funny. enough to be good. I definitely kind of enjoy being so <laughs> bewildered and confused and... 
watching such a train wreck that can make no possible sense. Like I, <laughs> I like that. It's fun. <laughs> you, you're because you're running off in all different directions, trying to think of who allowed this to happen. What was the thought process behind it? But anyway, point is, I can't stop thinking about how many mouths they could have fed or uh-huh. how how much good that could have been done with this movie or this money the budget was they... 125 american dollars a uh, million dollars <laughs> wow <laughs> <laughs> how many mouths they could have fed with 125 american dollars <laughs> Hey, at least they they could have fed 125 mouse with that. Yeah, with like yeah, one dollar hamburgers makes sense. Yeah. What does the dollar taste like though? Yeah. Not good. Oh, <clears throat> All right. I mean, not not Josh gets mouse. <laughs> oh god! Right. Jesus Christ! But it, instead, what we got is this steaming pile of trash. It's yeah. Just a yes. absolute piece of garbage, like nothing like will mm. never be remembered by no anybody. i will remember it for the rest like, of my life remembered by it. us yeah <laughs> i'm not i'm going to excise it i'm going to cut it out and throw it in the trash heap but anyway the way this relates is that when we're looking at these articles quote unquote and <laughs> this, this news it's this high quality journalism yes <laughs> i it's just absolute trash and there's so much of it and there's, it really is. And it's, and it's occupying... It's, it is occupying physical space. This takes up, like, you know, <laughs> some hard drive somewhere is running electricity to store this bullshit. And there's just mountains of this digital trash everywhere that's filled up that is just content farms for ad clicks. And, and it's just garbage. And it's, you know, taking people's attention that they could be spending on better things. It's taking up electricity that's killing our environment because it's running on coal and shit and heating up the atmosphere. It's fucking... <laughs> All those coal-powered cells. Yeah. It's just, like, so much garbage. And we're, we're like flies just hovering, flitting around this pile of poop about around this digital trash. We're the flies. Just... Bleh. I hate it. It's disgusting. I think it's emblematic of the problems of capitalism, and it's gross. But then we're doing a service, because we're pointing out all these flaws in the system by Mm. drawing Mm, attention to all these articles. (laughs) (laughs) Have you thought about this, though? It's very funny. Yeah. You know, I will accept your criticism, but I will also yeah. say we've been we've also been getting uh, different kind of feedback from uh, <laughs> at least one friend of the show who <laughs> may or may or may not host a podcast that uh, is the reason why we all know each other, and 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 this person said, and I, I paraphrase here, but 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 he said. I love the news segment. I I wish there were more of it. I wish that was the entire podcast. I think the news segment is very funny, uh-huh. and I don't think any deeper about it. So let's continue <laughs> on to the news segment. Yeah, it's also okay, so what's the news this week? Just a great service to not have to look up all this news 
yourself. Yeah, because I want uh, to yeah. kind of uh, mix mix up the formula a bit here, because usually what we do is I read out one article, but I thought, how about we do a we do a news roundup this time, so we can <laughs> just look up look at several news articles and see the wide variety of different news that uh, gets produced every week and see the beauty behind it. I mean, pe- the people need the news, and mm-hmm. we people are the, yeah. the only ones who can find it. Yeah, democracy dies in darkness, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I think I'm going to start with the with this article on, on The Nerdist, which uh, right. says to accurately predict the release date of The Winds of Winter, and I'm not going to dwell very long on it because I think it's... Uh, you know, it's not it's not the kind of journalism that uh, that I actually enjoy and that we're gonna get to in just a second. But it is important to point out because this is out of out of these three websites, this is the like most quote unquote accomplished and the one that is most taken seriously. And this this person predicts that the Winds of Winter must be will be announced definitely on August the first. And you know the, the 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 writer of this article like runs down all the arguments as you already heard about the, the you know New Zealand con and apparently something about the winds of winter dot com ch- uh, IP address changing ownership whatever that is supposed to mean. It sometimes means things. Yeah, it could also it just mean that they changed their internal hosting but but if they're but, changing something that means they're thinking about the winds of winter did you think <laughs> so about something that something is changing yeah yeah but their main argument is that august the first it isn't only like in at the time where this world con takes place but it's also the date where the first book in the series a game of thrones came out on Ooh, august 1st 1996 shit. And and they conclude with, no, that's a tingle right there. Am I the biggest <laughs> fool in the entire fandom? Maybe so. <laughs> Maybe. It could be. So, it's possible. Thanks, Mikey Walsh. I like how there's another quote in this article about how George said he would never delay the release date to get to a, an arbitrary day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, like, f- fucks his own thing immediately. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, August first. You know, it's coming I'm gonna up. say calendars. Yeah, it coincides with like our prediction that it's gonna come out definitely fall 2020, yeah. by fall 2020. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, then I want to move on to this article on Inverse.com that says, and it's very provocative: Winds of Winter could undo one of the best payoffs in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. So Game what of Thrones, okay. the TV show is what they are referring to here. Yeah. I know none of us have like really watched the TV show or like know anything about it, but there is a TV show called Game Can't of Thrones. Can't think of any payoffs to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> and this starts with the sentence Clagane Bowl finally happened in season eight of Game of Thrones, but the winds of winter may change that. Oh no. Sandy the Hound Clegane and Gregor the Mountain Clegane have always been at odds with each other. Game of Thrones presented their relationship as a tumultuous one, fraught with anger and hatred. They were the Cain and Abel of HBO's mega popular series. Mm. Yeah, that's how I thought of them. I guess. I mean, I guess you can say that. I'm, I'm not saying that <laughs> you that's can, completely You wrong. can say a lot of things. It doesn't mean it's like true. They were brothers, yes. <laughs> they were the brothers yeah. who one killed the other one, kind of. Mm. But, but that's not what happened. Like, <laughs> In the Cain and Abel story, one kills the other, and the one that killed the other survives. And also, it's the first time anyone killed anyone. Yeah. And in, can't, can't blame him. 
in Game of Thrones, it's like both of them has already have already killed a lot of other people, and in the end they fight and then they both die. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's not at all like Cain and Abel. It's maybe it's like a, a double Cain and Abel. Like maybe they're two Cains. <laughs> <laughs> But and, and I really like how this article describes Clegainball. It says, uh, after years of resentment, fans speculate that the brothers would eventually fight uh, each other in a duel to the death. This became known as Clegainball. Sure did. Book fans were split between liking the idea and hating it, with some likely not caring whether Clegainball <laughs> happened or not. The fan theory was popularized <laughs> even further when a YouTube video declared oh fans, God, quote unquote, get hype for the speculated duel. <laughs> God, that video is good. All right, I, I like Clicking Bull now. I remembered the video. <laughs> <laughs> Whether fans predicted it early on or showrunners David Benioff and D.B. Weiss capitulated to the hype, Clicking Bull finally mm. happened in spectacular Briefly. fashion in season eight's divisive it- second to last yeah. episode. A brief yet spectacular fashion. <laughs> yeah, they pushed each other over on some stairs. It was great. And then they, they like r- basically sum up everything that happens in the books to both characters. Uh, in trying that. to find um, find out whether it's gonna happen in the book, and then they cl- conclude with uh, saying that it's probably not gonna happen in the book because I quote: "All that said, it would be a mistake for Clagamball to happen. It wasn't very satisfying in the show, and it's sure to be less satisfying if it happens in the Winds of Winter. So, what is how is this one of the biggest pay- payoffs if the show if it wasn't very satisfying? It was one of the biggest payoffs in the show." Yeah, there's just very few satisfying payoffs in the show. Yeah. And if this one was not very satisfying, then it's still better than all the rest. Out of out of one payoffs, this is one of the biggest. What else could you call a payoff in the show, you know? Like, what paid off? Uh, J- Jamie getting back to Cersei. No, not yeah, a payoff. Yeah, I'm not really satisfied with that. What about Arya uh, killing the Night King? Were you satisfied by that? Oh, yeah. Sure, yeah. I was like, ah. That wasn't even a payoff. Yeah, not a payoff. Payoffs require a setup, so. Was it... What is what is it a payoff when John killed Danny? I guess uh, maybe no. no. So I would say that watching that YouTube video and then seeing it happen is the best payoff in the show. <laughs> you know what? You you convinced me on that. Thank yeah. you. Uh-huh. Uh, and finally, there's like one more thing that I want to draw everyone's attention to. This is an article from GizmoPost24.com. Book lovers. That's us. That's me. Yeah. George R. R. Martin in release of Winds of Winter. Will Cersei have her revenge? revenge? <laughs> no revenge date here. Cersei needs her revenge. <laughs> Why won't anyone think of Cersei? No one is talking revenge? about Cersei's revenge. The winds of revenge. <laughs> this is <laughs> This is written what? by the one fan who cares about Cersei getting her revenge. It was me! <laughs> Wait, what? What revenge does? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Let's go through the, the article. Will elucidate this. I'm sure. I'm sure. Mm. Oh, the, yeah, I don't think the article revenge. even mentions it again. Yeah. It just you're says gonna, at the at the very end, short. like uh, it will be interesting <laughs> oh, yeah. to see whether Cersei is able to get her revenge. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead, Yana. <laughs> and it will be interesting. Uh, I don't know how much this, uh, we need to spoil a war in this because it this, does say that Jon Snow was died by the end of the book. <laughs> don't worry about that. Just <laughs> listeners forget that part. If we don't if specify which book, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, okay, exactly. that's, yeah. yeah that's okay. Yeah, because it says Song of Ice and Fire is a fantasy novel series. I can't argue with that. 
And True. then it says when each of the books were uh, were published. I the first part was started in the year 1991 and took five years for its completion. Is that confirmed? It sounds like something that could be mm. confirmed. The last part of the book, the last part that will be the seventh part of the book is titled A Dream of Spring. Uh, and it can be expected to be released after the sixth part. True. Yeah. <laughs> that's wow. good. That's, that's true. That's yeah. the number one time I would expect it. I wish it would come out first. I think that would be better. <laughs> that would be an extremely good fit. Like, if George released like, The Winds okay, of Winter as a, as a the prequel The is delayed again. Good news, Dream of Spring is out. Skipping to see if it has anything to do with comets or, like, moon mm-hmm. meteors. Um, and that's all I want to know. So, I don't even need Winds of Winter. I feel like it could be done, but, like, it's too late for that to... For the books to not take place in chronological order. <laughs> It yeah. would be very funny if he switched it up now. He's getting more experimental as he yeah. goes on. <laughs> he, he First does. he was like, what if I name the chapter titles, like, not the character's name, but a, mm-hmm. a sort of significant title. And now he's like, what if I release them in a different order? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we should support him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's isolating in the mountains. Uh, yeah. We may expect it to be available in the market as soon as possible. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah, As soon I, as possible. Wait, you skipped my favorite part of this article. Martin is a very good writer. He is the one who adds detail in his books. Hence, it is general for him to take time while writing to give his book a lucrative as well as a fascinating one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> God, Martin's having a fascinating one. <laughs> I want to be a fascinating and lucrative one. This is like my favorite type of news article that's just going to talk about how good George is. God, he's having a lucrative one. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, he's having a lucrative one. So this article counted from five to seven, right? And that's basically it. Yeah. God, we need to get on this level. We always Mm -hmm. start at one. What if we started at seven or five? So this has been this has been all the news that's out there. Um, you know, listeners at home, you can decide which part of this segment you like better. If it was mm-hmm. Emmanuel crying or all of us <laughs> reading the good news, you can make your own judgments. We're not telling you which side to choose, but yeah, I yeah. think I think you know, you know. Okay, <laughs> you know what's right. And now onto the book. And now book. If, if you if you on don't want to hear about. The book, I understand. If you just were here for the news, that's fine. But we will talk yeah. about the book, On Onto the second book, which came after the first book and precedes the third <laughs> uh-huh. book. It's Catelyn time, baby. Yeah, we read okay. we read Catelyn 1, Tyrion 2, and Arya 3 this week. Damn, Arya be getting chapters. Some might say too many. <laughs> Maybe a bit too many. Uh, I think you could condense the first two. Mm. Yeah. Yes. This one, I think, is really good on its own. But anyway, mm. we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Okay, we start off today with Catelyn 1, and it follows on from last chapter where John was talking about how great it must be to be Rob right now, and how he's <laughs> having a great fun time and drinking and having a few laughs, but actually we open with Rob being crowned, and it's it's heavy, um, both metaphorically and physically. It's the crown of the King of Winter, um, like the one that the that Torrin Stark gave to Aegon the Conqueror um, when he knelt without losing any of his men in battle. It was great. Read uh, Fire and Blood. <laughs> um, it's got uh, runes on it, which is pretty cool. 
It's got black spikes made of iron in the shape of long swords, um, and it's made of bronze and iron instead of gold and silver and gems because, you know, hardcore. Yeah, I think this is the crown that is supposed to be the one that's on the cover of my book. Um, uh, like It doesn't look like long It doesn't swords, really though. look like that, but like out of all the crowns, like it's the least, the most likely to be Rob's crown. They just did a shitty job at it. You guys have the yellow yeah. book? Uh, it's green. Mine. Yeah, it's oh. like greenish. Oh, mine is the yellow one. It's the the British Harper Voyager edition. Yeah. Can you describe it in great detail for our listeners? <laughs> it's like no. it's like a metal <laughs> a metal crown that has like triangular spikes on top. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's got like six spikes and like yeah. What's it's definitely not the right number. Some carvings. It's got like rivets in it, but it doesn't look really runic. Yeah, the crown is a is a boat. Right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, it does look kind of like that. That was yeah, the I test, and you have passed. Yes. <laughs> it looks like a crown that like someone in a, a stage production would have. Yeah, like in Macbeth or something. Yeah, It looks like it's made yeah. of cardboard. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And I, I was just going to bring bring this up, because I remember like when I first read this book, uh, my father had like one of those like rare moments of like trying to connect with me by like <laughs> commenting on something i'm reading and like he saw this uh-huh. book cover and said oh that's an interesting looking crown okay <laughs> thanks dad i had no idea how to react to that <laughs> <laughs> there are so many layers to that tale um are you winning son <laughs> are you winning the clash of, the clash of kings yeah uh-huh. okay chapter Rob is holding court. He keeps um, messing around with his crown, like turning it around to try and make it comfortable, but it's not really very comfortable. And Kat thinks it's uh, it's not comfortable for a boy of 15 to wear a crown, which is probably accurate. Kat thinks, ah, this is metaphor. Yeah, she's like, wow, does this mean anything? Oliver Frey comes, and then they bring in Cleos Frey, the traitor, son of Lady Jenna, who is a Lannister person. Yeah. They caught him in the whispering wood and they have a plan which is that they are going to send him with an offer of a peace treaty to um the lannisters basically which is very interesting because some of the people are really in favor of it and other people really don't like it and think they shouldn't be making peace which is funny because the peace offer is really terrible and they're never going to agree to it anyway it's more of a seceding offer than a peace offer yeah Mm -hmm. there is a line where kat says he is more of a Frey than a Lannister. The Kingslayer would never have got the honorific Your Grace through his perfect teeth. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which I just thought was good because I like the idea that Kat is like weirdly attracted to Jamie. And also, like, Ned made the same comment Cersei. about They have uh, twin Cersei. perfect teeth, you know? Is that, <laughs> yeah, does that count as a, as a Dilf moment for Jamie? Absolutely not. So. We've discussed this. Jamie is not a Dilf because <laughs> yeah. he doesn't embrace his fatherhood. Uh, yeah, yes, he's more sure. of a terrible uncle. That's his character arc, because mm-hmm. he needs to yeah, do that. Yeah. Jamie becomes too. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> um, yeah, Cleos is hyped. Well, he's not, but he's relieved that they're not going to kill him. They're like, we're not giving you freedom. Once you've delivered this message, you have to then come back and be our prisoner, and you have to do it willingly. You you fail son it's like if you if you don't come back everyone knows that you made a swear and they'll all be like ah oh, this man has no honor you broke your little promise you little promise boy <laughs> shit promise boy <laughs> breaking his promises yeah the terms are the queen must release uh release sansa and Arya and transport them back 
um, Sansa will no longer marry Joffrey. And once that's happened, they will release Willem Lannister and Tion Frey, the really important characters. Yeah. We know them. Uh, back to the Lannisters. Cersei famously cares about them. Yeah, she's going she's gonna to do this. Um, secondly, Ned's bones will be returned so they can put him in the crypt. And then Kat has a moment to think about how he went south and then his bones will return. Damn, just like his dad and his brother and everyone else. Yeah, just like how none of them ever return. And then third... They have to return the great sword ice, uh, which we oh, like and it. it says the the um, my father's great sword ice will be delivered to my hand here at River Run, and then Edmir Tully like looks really bitter about it, which is fun. He's like, "This my River Run, this my spot. Come on, uh huh." Like <laughs> his thumbs are hooked in his sword belt. His face is still a stone, which is very funny. Um, and then fourth, they have to command Lord Tywin to release all of their captured uh, captives from the fork. And then they will release their Whispering Wood captives, apart from Jamie, who they're going to keep as a hostage. Um, Kat has a look at Theon and sees that he's smiling and is like, why is he smiling? I wonder <laughs> if Theon it. has opinions about We talked hostages. about that last week, we know. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, it's because he's clapped. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, hostages. That is interesting. interesting. I didn't pick that up. Lastly, Joffrey. This is, a, this is the one that they're definitely going to agree to. Mm-hmm. Um, which is that Joffrey and Cersei have to renounce all claim to the north, but not only the north, um, also to the west, to the Golden Tooth, and east to the ma- uh, Mountains of the Moon, which is just like a massive piece of land. That's like the top half of it's the It's like kingdom, half basically. the kingdom, yeah. 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 You don't want it anymore. No. Um, and then everyone starts yelling, We'll go king in the north. We love it. No, it's it's just the great John. Like he is loving it. He's he's yeah. The great John is just like a hype man, and he just stands there and is like, I fucking love Rob so much. <laughs> he's fan number one. Yeah, he's right next to Rob. Like, oh, <laughs> he's like, wow. You seen this guy? He's great. It's he's literally fist pumping. So like, this this is my yeah. boy King, and I will die for him. <laughs> also, and then Rob's like, I'm gonna be epic. He's like, yeah, you have to release. All of the hostages, you can't burn the Riverlands anymore. You have to stop all of that. And if you don't bring peace, then I'll give you another whispering word. And then he gets Grey Wind to, like, growl at him. Yeah. Um, and everyone starts cheering again because it's an epic moment. They love a big scary dog. Yeah. Um, Cleos is like, this is terrifying. And he's gone the color of curdled milk. Little milk boy. Yeah. Um, during all of this, Lord Karstark left... Um, bitterly because he doesn't want any kind of peace because of his sons are dead and he is not happy yeah and he's looking like um, shit while doing it god he looks yeah. like shit <laughs> <laughs> and Kat's taking note of it and she's like hmm interesting everyone leaves and then Rob takes his crown off and is like take this thing back to my bedchamber Rob says it's baby boy time yeah he's like I'm a child again <laughs> and he's like I also noticed little Kastak leaving we should, and Edmir's like, we should march on Harrenhal. Yeah. And Rob's like, we can't because you sent everyone away. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we can't do anything, really. Everyone's gone back to defend their lands um, from being pillaged, which they all want to do because they want to help their small folk, but at the same time, it's really weak in their position. Yeah. Um, and Kat's like, we should give better offers. This isn't going to work. We should probably be more lenient if we actually want to have a peace. And Rob's like, no. Any sweeter and I would have gagged. I like um, that he's line. also grown a cool beard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a cool 15-year-old beard. I bet it looks <laughs> yeah, really he's got good. His 
cool shitty 15 year old beard um, and him and Kat have a have an argument where Kat thinks he doesn't care about his sisters enough to release the Kingslayer and he would have done it for Ned but not for them because they're not as important as Ned and she doesn't like that and Kat's like oh are you afraid of Jamie are you afraid that if you release him he'll beat you next time um, and Rob gets really upset and Edmir tells her to not be mean. And then Rob's like, don't call me a child. I'm not a, I'm not a child. I'm an adult. And I defeated the king's lair and I could do it again. And then he wants Catelyn to go to the twins um, because he kind of wants to get rid of her. And she knows that. And she's like, mm, no, you can go choose your own bride um, from the phrase. And then they talk about how they're going to send Theon to uh, mm-hmm. the Iron Islands mm-hmm. to treat with Valon Greyjoy, his dad. Which this is, is going to be great. This is a good idea. Rob loves yeah. this idea. Kat's like, this is terrible. Um, how can we trust him? And Rob's like, but he saved Bran from <laughs> uh, people. And I'm not going to tell you how that happened or what he did. But just know that he saved him. So it's fine. Rob says we did a bro hand trick once. So. <laughs> Personally, I trust him. Kat's like, Balon Greyjoy wore a crown once before. And what's going to stop him wanting to wear a crown again? And Rob's like, I don't give a shit. He can be king. What, what does it matter? He, he can have the Iron Islands. Yeah. Why would I want them? No one likes them. <laughs> Go ahead. Be king of your he shitty can, rocks. Yeah, he can be ringmaster of his circus. I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Kat's like, fine, whatever. I'm going to go talk to my dad. And then she goes to see her dad. It's autumn, but it's still quite warm. Hostatelli is getting weaker um, because of his illness. And then she goes to see him and she meets up with the blackfish, who's great and still hot. <laughs> He's been... Um, he tells Kat that the maces have been giving Hosta dream wine and milk of the poppy and he's getting weaker, but he starts talking about weird stuff and calling people by other people's names and bad, all sort of bad stuff. I just wanted to say this image of whenever she comes in. Brendan had like just gotten back from some scouting thing and he's still covered yeah. in mud and stuff and like travel worn. And just the image of him like that, like sitting next to his, his dying brother and the nostalgia and the cat's feeling and, and all this stuff. That, I don't know, that image is just really stuck, kind of stuck with me. It is pretty good imagery, I think, as well. And it is nice because they, yeah, because they don't get on and stuff, but he's always there like, seeing his brother and it's, you know, he's a good guy. Yeah, yeah it makes me kind of confused about how much younger he is because, like, his older brother is just, like, dying like the world's oldest man and he, like, just got back from kicking ass. Well, I think because our conclusion was that his he's got stomach cancer. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it does it does say here that the death is growing within him. Yeah, I definitely I picked up on that. I was like, oh yeah, it does mm. seem like a cancer. Yeah. Yeah, he does so, seem also does seem much just... older though than than the yeah. blackfish. I don't know if Brendan is just. I think they are both supposed to be in like their fifties, early sixties, yeah. maybe. I think he's like... Like I guess the blackfish, I think, in his fifties, staying in shape. Yeah, he's he's like doing his squats <laughs> yeah. every day. Yeah. He's yeah, drinking his protein mm. shake. Yeah, he's like Brendan is like a Riverdale dad, except he's not <laughs> a dad. <laughs> exactly, he's just doing weights constantly yeah. to keep himself in shape. I mean, he just um, you know, always shirtless. If you have a good yeah. soul, then you stay young and hot forever. And if you're evil, you get stomach cancer. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> This is not the official line of this podcast. Um, <laughs> 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 okay.
Okay. No, like the circle uh, is like there's the circle of stomach cancer and like evil is overlapping with it, but it's not okay. like it's not like if you get stomach cancer you're evil. It's just it's if you're okay. evil you yeah. will get stomach cancer. <laughs> okay. Okay. I just I just looked it up and Brynden is apparently five years younger than Hosta. Oh my god, that does Jesus, not come okay. through. I don't think. I know. Yeah, I I don't know. I guess you do get aged a lot by like sickness and pain and stuff. Yeah, and by being mean and yeah, and by and being, being round the clock drugged too. Yeah, yeah, and not doing squats. Homophobia ages you. Yeah. Yes, it does. Exactly. Not even once. Brendan. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Brendan goes out, he, you know, he gets dicked down, he lives long. Um, <laughs> oh, I thought this was part of the, the recap again. I was like, what? <laughs> Brendan <laughs> leaves yeah, his part of the recap. Gets dicked down, comes back it's to town. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Damn, I missed that paragraph. <laughs> It's a it's a small sentence. You you might miss it if you read quickly. Um, <laughs> we, got, in the we got the Chinese edition where they cut it out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. God damn it! It's the homophobic edition. Um, <laughs> it's a special it's a special one you can buy at like my stores. Okay, so cat's uh, like. What's going on with the with the fighting and the scouting and stuff? Do you got tidings? And Brendan's like, have you seen that scary comet? And they have another game of, what does this remind you of? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> of what do the colors mean? Yeah, exactly, which literally everyone in every chapter has. Symboldism. And Kat's like, the great John said that it's the flag of vengeance, and Admir thinks it's the River Run colors, and I think it's Lannister color, and Brendan says it's just... It's blood. It's just a blood smear across the sky. Edmure is so funny. He's great. I think <laughs> saying it's that the yeah. fucking comet that everyone sees in the sky is like specifically a Tully comet. Yeah, I know. It's like when it, he's like, eh, it's like it's not even one of the king families, you know. I mean, I think that that's like it's only funny to us because the Tullys are like they don't really matter that much. But like everyone yeah. else has yeah. been saying that the comet is there, so why not Edmure? You know. <laughs> It's like, this is a good it sign like for me. Fish. <laughs> Guys, it looks like a fish. He's just telling us that a fish is a dragon. You know it has okay. a tail. Yeah. A fish. Think about yeah. it. I didn't know that a fish was a dragon. Is dragonfish okay. a thing? It's got to be. Dragon fruit? Um, dragon there's dragonflies, dragon so... I mean, there are sea dragons. Sea dragon. Oh, dragonfly. Monster of Loch Ness. Three eggs? Yes. Nessie. Oh, I know her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I think it's really interesting. Uh, I think Catelyn is the first person to her view on the comet is it is for my enemies. <laughs> like everyone else has been like, this is my comet. It's this is my time, and she's like, fuck, this is a bad comet. Like, this is a bad sign. Yeah. Okay. She's yeah. Kind of, Dragonfish, yeah. also called sea moth, uh, is Ooh. is a fish species. Mm. Oh, it looks scary. Jesus Christ. Sea-moth. I want to see a scary Let's fish. Just. You know, just Google it. It has a very scary mouth. Googling it. I'm going to look at it, and then I'm going to live react Ugh. on podcast image. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is a little cute. scary. I like it. Ah. <laughs> it's okay. It's a deep sea fish, so you know it's going to be a little spooky. I, c- I could see that being in the sky, though. I will hand it to... Uh, to yeah, Edward. it looks like a comet. Still better looking than a lamprey. <laughs> um, excuse me. <laughs> 
It does look like a red comet. I gotta give this one to Edmir. Everyone yeah. take it back. Edmir is a genius. Say he's epic. Edmir is epic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Rindon's like, listen, I'm I'm wise. Um, it's blood. And then Kat's like, is it our blood or their blood? And he's like, it's everyone's blood. It's war and everyone bleeds in war. Mm-hmm. Which is true. Damn. Steep. Be like that. Which is, a, which is a bit of a theme. And he says, the Riverlands are shit. Uh, Beric Dondarrion has been raiding the raiders. Uh, who raids the raiders? Who? And <laughs> he, I, I he's been taking that, out... <laughs> He's been taking out Lord Tywin's foraging parties led by Sibba in Great Cool Autonomous Zone. And um, he's been saying that he slayed Dondarrion, interestingly, but then suddenly his column was killed by Lord Beric Dondarrion. So what's the truth? Yes, he lied. Fake news. Fake news, media. Fake news, he's fine. And they talk about the Red Priest who's with Beric Dondarrion, which is also interesting. And then basically everything's pretty terrible at the moment. All the people who went out to try and defend their own lands aren't doing particularly well. The Dari have all been killed, um, even though Dari was only a child and he was the last of his line, but Gregor Clegane doesn't care because he loves to just murder. It's his favourite thing. I know, he extinguished. Yeah. I guess, maybe, right? There's no more Darius anymore? Yeah, that's yeah, the last one. No more yeah. Darius. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um, <laughs> yeah. And Kat's like, even though Gregor sucks, I don't want to think about heads because Ned's head is on a spike right now. Even though Tyr- it isn't, because Tyrion rescued it. Oh, she doesn't know. No, she doesn't. And Meryl have she's talking to him, and he's like, Tywin is doing this on purpose. He's hiding in Harrenhal. He's trying to make us fight him in Harrenhal, which is where he's strongest and so what Edmir keeps saying which is they should fight Harrenhal is exactly what he wants them to do and everyone thinks Rob will just win because he's won like two victories um but Brendan's like never give the enemy what they want and then Kat has to think about Harrenhal and how it's cursed um and how Egon the Conqueror killed everyone in it with dragon fire and Kat's like I don't want to go fight Harrenhal that seems terrible and then they find out that also there is another Lannister army at Castle Rock so that's also terrible. It's like a baby army, though. It's like an army of babies. Yeah. It's run by Stafford Lannister, um, who's another nephew, apparently. <laughs> I know, the Lannisters um, be fucking. They just have a lot of <laughs> There's a lot Lannister of babies. She literally says the Lannisters of Casterly Lark were a damnably large and fertile house. A fertile house? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> rich in gold and sons. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're all green boys and shit, free riders and stuff. And then Kat has a great plan. Yes, which, fantastic uh, I'm sure plan. everyone in this podcast loves Kat to hear, is so smart is that, here. <laughs> which is that they could they could distract him if they had allies uh, by some guy called Renly. And Who? Brendan's like, Lord Renly? And Kat's like, no, King Renly. King Renly, baby! <laughs> <laughs> Kings love homage. <laughs> the rightful king! He will say yes. Yeah, this is gonna I work. I predict that he's going to agree to this. Um, and that's the end of the chapter. Fantastic chapter. Good chapter. I forget all the rest of it when yeah. I read these last lines. <laughs> I, have, I have like like a cool teen moment underlined from underlined from 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 Rob. I think it's so funny where like where he has the argument about Theon and then he says, "I'm sending Theon. Good day, mother. Grey wind, come." <laughs> I can like fully see this in like a, in like a teen drama show. 
uh, yeah. being like a like a dramatic shot where he walks away. I'm imagining mm-hmm. like the first two lines are very dramatic, and then he like starts walking away and notices that Grayman isn't following him, and he's like, "Fuck, Grayman, come on, <laughs> we're leaving dramatically, Grayman, come on." It's like slapping his thigh and, yeah. and a snapping. Come on, Buffy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Another Grey Wind related thing that uh, that stood out to me was uh, at one point he's described as a dire wolf large as any elk count. And yeah. at first I thought George is using another fake animal to <laughs> describe how large he is. <laughs> but then. Everything's too animal. A dog with antlers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But apparently elk count is. Is an actual breed of yeah, dog. Yeah, it's just like a big ass dog. I looked dog. it up. It's not that large of a dog. It's like a regular sized, knee high, thigh high breed of dog. But he's still so, a puppy. Yeah, he's still growing. Let me look at El Count. It's yeah. It's oh just yeah, these a, are like, like he's big as a regular sized dog. I mean, El Counts are very cute. Like I stumbled upon a few El Count puppy videos in my. Yeah, it looks like like maybe like a German Shepherd Husky mix kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe elk hounds in in but, this world are just bigger. Yeah, they are larger. <laughs> it would have it would have been funnier if it was just a fake animal yeah. and George somehow expected to know how large an elk hound is. Okay, or do we have any more uh, Catlin chapter notes that we want to pick at? It just feels very foreboding. That's just my thought. Mm. Oh yeah. W- what could be foreboding? We're going to go see our friend Renly. Right. Oh my god. Just every every paragraph sounds like something terrible is gonna happen. Yeah. It's it's kind of it's kind of very funny how bad this peace treaty is that like Rob is offering. Mm. Yeah. Like here's Well you, you gotta start your bargaining yeah. you know, you, you're haggling. <laughs> but it, it doesn't sound like he's he's starting a bargain. It's like you know, like anything less would have made me gag. Like yeah. Yeah. It's just like also considering how far away that is, like, you know, he's not gonna I mean, okay, we've read the books, but like it doesn't feel at this point like he's gonna see his sisters anytime soon if this is gonna be like a long bargaining mm. process where like Yeah, I mean he puts that as his as his first item on the list, but it doesn't really seem like he cares about it that much. Yeah. Mm. Which is a bummer. Uh, I wouldn't say that. I don't know. I think he cares, but he knows that it's not important. Yeah. as important mm-hmm. to the lords who support him and at this point he depends on their approval for his power really yeah yeah, yeah. Um, i think whenever he his reaction to catlin's like accusing him of that is enough to show that he he does care yeah i don't know because the way he acts to her accusing him of that is like he's embarrassed like she caught him i mean a little bit yeah i think he's just in a very but he's like mom position. we live w- mom we live in a society Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and then and she kind of like chastises herself for it, like, oh, that was kind of harsh. But I mean, it's true. It's just yeah. not really Rob's fault. Mm. Yeah, and when it comes to Jamie, he is like one of their only strong bargaining tools at this point. Mm-hmm. Like again, they've only won two battles, even if they were big battles, and they don't have a lot. They don't have a lot of leverage, really, in yeah. the grand scheme of things. Yeah, I mean, the other thing. Still, I think of the of the opinion that he, they have the Lannisters cornered more or less. Like it's a it's a standoff, and if they wanted to, like they could take Harrenhal or they could take uh, Casterly Rock, but it would just take a lot of casualties. Probably that's why they don't want to do it. But I think Rob still feels in the in the stronger position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it does feel like uh, at this point, like. Because the last book, the, the like Rob storyline, came to a point like, hey, he had an epic victory and he's being crowned king in the north and everyone loves him. Mm. 
and you know there was some bit of foreboding even there but like it it does start Mm. to feel here that maybe he's not winning Mm. well everyone's everyone's (laughs) sort of gone off in different directions and now his position is like Mm. massively weaker and they're all getting themselves killed because they're doing these useless battles that aren't mm. really winning them anything. Yeah, they they are spreading their their forces out and like yeah. get get picked off one by one by like raiding parties. Yeah, yeah. Which again, I think it is him um, agreeing to what. Um, which again, I think is him going along with what the lords mm. sort of want him to do in a way, and he's taking Edmir's advice on that front, which they probably were going to go anyway, but. I don't know, it weakens his position. Heavy is the head. He has that line about, you know, the lords made me their king and they can unmake me just as easy. Mm. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I mean, strategically, I guess he would have to to sacrifice a few of his, like, uh, bannermen's, like, territories or or not uh, defend them and, like, uh, choose which, where he sends his forces to to protect against Tywin. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, no no lord will say, okay, let's... <laughs> I volunteer my small folk. I'm, yeah, I volunteer yeah. my lands and my small folk. <laughs> it just goes to show, I guess, that Tywin's horrible mm. strategy is, like, mm. an effective one. It's working. Yeah. yeah. Damn. It turns out that war is hell. Some <laughs> mm. <laughs> the saying, yeah. Mm. Yeah. We might see more of that later. Maybe. I mean, if, if George is, like, interested in that, I don't know. If he wants to, like, <laughs> say more about I that. I don't know how setup and payoff works. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to, like, comb your hair first to put on your hat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> to put on, to okay. put on your, your big, nasty crown. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so what you're saying is that D&D have hat hair because they didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, they have unkempt hair, but also like put their put their hat on the wrong place, and it's a shitty hat. Yeah, they have a hat. They put it on their foot, and then they looked at you. Accidentally put my hat on my ass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they looked at you like, uh, look at my hat, and it's like that's on your ass. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think that's everything for Catelyn chapter. I have one oh, last okay. point, which is that. Rob goes to talk to Theon, and he's like, Theon, heavy is the head that wears the crown. And Theon goes, heavy is the head that wears the clown. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's applying his Juggalo face <laughs> preparation to go like, home. Damn, I'm going home, and it's oh gone. <laughs> so, Tyrone, he's here. You know him. You, you I have know. opinions about him. Yeah, you love him, you hate him. Say what you will about Tyrion. You have an opinion on him. He's my uncle. Oh, oh that's new. <laughs> I didn't know about this. <laughs> Are you Marcella? <laughs> yeah, no, I just see Tyrion and I'm like, that's my uncle. <laughs> it's just a feeling. Funkel. Uh, so Tyrion is having a nice dinner with not so nice a guest. He's treating Jaina Slint to some food and some cheese and some wine. He's basically, his purpose here is to like interrogate I mean, it's kind of like in the guise of a going away dinner. <laughs> like Janice is planning to go to Heron Hall soon, I guess. So Tyrion throws him a party with just the two of them Ooh. in order to interrogate him about like stuff that the Gold Cloaks have been doing, about Ned's execution, and about like the men that Janice is putting forward to replace him, and different stuff like that. So he's he starts off kind of just buttering Slint up so that he'll be, like, you know, more free in his answers. He's getting him drunk. And then he 
kind of starts like adding in more snark and like some more some like jabs into his thing that first kind of fly under Janice's radar until eventually he like outright accuses him of having no honor and being bought whenever they start talking about Ned's execution because Tyrion's basically trying to find out for sure if it was just Joffrey's decision or if somebody led him to it mm-hmm. and um I think he's like kind of suspicious of like Cersei and stuff yeah and well this chapter he like starts to get the implication is that um, Littlefinger, you know, controlled the because he was controlling the gold cloaks, and he he let he told Joffrey to like do that or like incepted that Joffrey's trick into his mind of deciding to kill Ned anyway, and he let Janos slint in on it so that he like did it immediately without getting so that he wouldn't be stopped by the other people that wouldn't didn't know about it. Yeah, because whenever. Tyrion, they're talking about it, and Janice Lynn is like, oh, he's kind of laughing about it. He's, like, really smug. He's saying, like, oh, yeah, Varys, he knows everything, but he didn't see that coming. And so, yeah, it's it's suspicious for Tyrion, uh, but I don't know if he's linked that to Littlefinger yet. But they, I think it's safe for us to say. At least that's my opinion. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then he starts, like... So, yeah, he ex- accuses him of being bought, because... Uh, Slint says that Ned tried to buy him, and Tyrion's like, well, you are already bought. Ha ha. Ha ha. Ha ha ha. We are having a good time. Ha ha. I love to drink with my friends. <laughs> yeah. Slint gets really mad, and he's like, fuck you. you. I won't bear this slight on my honor, and Tyrion's like, but you don't have any. <laughs> and uh, then he, like... Tyrion just asks, like, how many sons do you have? And Slint's mm-hmm. like, what do you care about my sons? And he's like, oh, because, you know, they're going to have to take care of themselves now. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be, they'll be given chances at knighthood and they'll, like, be fostered out to different places and it'll be up to them to make a marriage for your daughter, but you're not going to be in the picture. And at this point, Slint is, like, really scared because he thinks he's going to be executed. But Tyrion says that he'll be sent to the wall. And then he gets, like, all puffed up again. He's, like, threatening Tyrion. He's like, oh, we'll see about that. Maybe you'll be sent to the wall, idiot. (laughs) (laughs) No, you. Yeah, it's literally... (laughs) He can't come up with any burns. He's so mad. (laughs) You know, when you're lowborn, you're not raised to do sick burns on a moment's notice, you know? Mm -hmm. That's not... I mean... The things that you learn in a castle are jousting and burns. <laughs> I think we'll find counterexamples. I think small folk can make burns. Yeah, Davos is always, like, delivering jokes and jokes. <laughs> Davos is very sharp when it comes to yeah. conversation. That's just it. He is. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be mean to Davos. <laughs> we'll talk all about Davos next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm so excited for Davos chapter. Yeah, it's Davos be a good chapter. One. Slamming my hands on the table. Oh yeah, before that, okay, I kind of skipped some shit. So before they get to like the kind of confrontate confrontation, he's talking. They're talking about who will replace him. He Janos has like six men, and particularly this one guy named Alardim. Sounds like a fucking Skyrim name. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. <laughs> sounds like a Todd name mm. that Thanks, Todd. Todd came up with. 
maybe they're like I, I'm like imagining like George and George R. R. Martin and Todd Howard having a deal that they each of them comes up with one name for that the other has to use and like one <laughs> of their products. <laughs> so uh, Skyrim Two. Which is what the Elder Scrolls Six is gonna be called? Is gonna have like one, <laughs> one, one wacky George name in it. The the Elder Scrolls Six Skyrim Two. <laughs> Skyrim. That would be a good name, though. Skyrim, the slightly older Scrolls. You're gonna play a Stubber. Stubber, no clothes allowed. If you put on if you, so if you put on any pants, you get a stat debuff. <laughs> Just like real life. Allardim is like a fucking Argonian that tells you about cabbages. I don't know. I don't remember Skyrim. Yeah. Allardim feels like it's a, some sort of pun or joke that I'm just not getting. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like he's all of them? All of them? I don't know. Allardim. <laughs> Allardim's nuts. nuts. <laughs> Sim that's it. Thanks, George. Okay. Alleyude, Dean. Okay. Janice Slint calls Jaslyn Bywater a queer dog. That's the kind of. That's yeah. the only kind of dog I have. Yeah, that's that's Kay's profile pic. <laughs> 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 it is. Uh, where the fuck was I? Okay, so <laughs> Tyrion's like, uh, what about Jaslyn Bywater? I like the name Jaslyn Bywater. That's a good name. Are you saying it like Jaslyn? Is it not? Jacqueline? Jacqueline. Because that's a real name. They have K's. I don't know. I thought it was Jacqueline. Jason. But you can say, you can call him Jason if you want. I, that's how I wanted to do it. It's your choice. Today? It's your it's your recap. Maybe. I would also say Jason. Maybe if we recorded yesterday, I would have said Jacqueline. I think I also say Jason. Jacqueline is very funny, though, if, if that was it. <laughs> Slint says, nah, that guy's too honorable. And <laughs> you can't have that. What? what yeah, what you he's really like, he's want... He's too much of a nice person. <laughs> yeah, he's got too much of an honor code. He's got too much, like, of a principles. He doesn't, uh, you know, he's, like, strict. He hates baby murder. Yeah, you want a guy that will just go and murder a baby with no questions asked. <laughs> like, exactly. So, yeah, Tyrion asks, like, asks about this thing that happened where gold cloaks... Uh, were sent into a brothel and murdered a baby and her mother, the, the sex worker. And we put together that this is Bara and her mother. Yeah, I, I like the way this is introduced because like, it almost isn't explained because both these characters already know what happened. So they don't be like, this on this night, this happened, blah, blah, blah. You just kind of have to figure it out from the pieces. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. I mean, it's not mm-hmm. cool that they died, but you know... <laughs> It's cool that George wrote a book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah job, the, the POV structure can be used well. Just the thing. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Tyrion will later put together that Cersei had ordered this because she's very spiteful. She's normal. But will she get her revenge? <laughs> this kind of is her revenge. God, she's getting her revenge. <laughs> she got her revenge. Her revenge already. on babies. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They wanted. She just wanted to have all of Robert's bastards killed, so she did that. And the mother, understandably, wouldn't give her baby over to be killed. Mm. So 
the gold cloak decided, ah, yes, I will simply kill the mother as well. And uh, Janos Lint says, oh, yeah, that's... What are you gonna do? It's you. You gotta. You gotta follow orders. You just gotta do it. What? It's mm-hmm. not. It's her fault for getting in the way. Yeah. She should have just given her baby to be killed. But not to be like one of those guys who compares current events to media constantly. But that's like <laughs> that's that's like what a cop is like. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cops be like, I had no choice while making a choice. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, but anyway, the guy who did that, he's the one you want. He's very good at following orders, and you want somebody that will be feared and is uh, yeah. ruthless and doesn't have a soul. And Tyrion's like, okay, I'll, I'll log that away, thank you. And then he <laughs> does the uh, call-out post about his honor, and then Slint gets mad, and then he's storming out. And but Jason Bywater is there with uh, six other dudes. Damn, um, seven dudes. Yes. Mm. I'm looking seven, directly say. at the number. <laughs> there's, there's a number there. I did say other dudes. I already oh, did fuck. it. Oh fuck! Oh no! Uh-huh. That wasn't in the book, though. You did that one. Yeah, me. Sometimes you can make your own hat. <laughs> <laughs> Crafting my own Teach hat. A, yeah, give yeah. give yeah. a man a hat. <laughs> have a day and he will have to comb his hair <laughs> <laughs> but teach a man to make his own hat he will have seven okay. hats <laughs> <This is> like, <laughs> not even a bit like a surprising amount of Sufjan Stevens songs are about making your own hat <laughs> okay <laughs> no like, I was taking a sip <laughs> I think predatory wasp and uh, futile devices both mention crocheting, which is a hat-making technique. Yes, only for hats. You can only crochet hats. That's how I always interpreted it, so... <laughs> it's very specific. Are beanies hats? Yes. Yes. Yes, literally. <laughs> yeah. What? Absolutely. <laughs> what, what else would they be? Well, when I think uh, of a hat, I think of something more structured. It's just a thing on your head, though. Okay, no, okay. If a hat is something more structured, then what is a beanie? It's just a, it's just a meanie, baby. <laughs> it's it's a sock for your head. Oh, a head sock. It is, yeah. It's kind of like a sock. <laughs> head sock. A hat is a is a shoe for your head, and uh-huh. a beanie is a sock for your head. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, when I wake up in the morning. I comb my hair, I put my beanie on, and then I put my hat on top of my head. <laughs> and now I can think all the thoughts I need to think. I can count every number. Beanie is my thinking cap. Oh, wait, there's two sevens. There's a good guy yep. seven and a bad guy seven. Holy shit. Yeah. What could this mean? Mm. We should call the book Clash of sevens class of sevens isn't that what happens in dunk and egg though yes yeah. oh my god yep oh shit yep all right so anyway go ahead <laughs> we, we'll talk about numbers later yeah so the <laughs> uh yeah jason and bywater they arrest him he gives them the list of the six or the seven no oh, the six seven. officers that yeah yeah six the six officers that uh Janet Slint offered up as replacements. They're going to be arrested too. And Tyrion tells Jocelyn, like, uh, tell the captain that it would be fine and totally all right with me 
if Alardim gets uh, thrown into the sea. Hmm. Wink, wink. Mm-hmm. If he became clown, clown, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Give this man a clown First hat. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's, that's the new sleeping with the let's, fishes. Let's, let's clown this boy. Heavy is the head that wears the clown. Because <laughs> ah, when you're underwater, there's a lot of weight on you. <laughs> yes. Is there? I mean, water is pretty heavy. I'll give yeah. you that. If you're as deep as a dragonfish. But isn't it like underwater things are like less heavy because of Archimedes Law or whatever? What are they? They're, no, what? they're not less heavy. That's displacement. You like you lose weight underwater or something. No. You don't lose weight. You don't lose yeah. weight. Yeah. Yeah. You're there's still, pressure no. coming upwards from below. Yeah, but also there's pressure coming from above depending how deep you yeah. are. Yeah. You're still on the yeah. planet and you have mass. <laughs> You, re- you do retain your mass in water. That is Archimedes' you law. Eureka. Mm. Eureka. <laughs> Under the sea, you maintain your mass. This I know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. So, all right. Slint goes away. Jocelyn by water is like, I approve of killing these men and arresting this man. I approve this Eric. message. Yeah, he's, he's cool with <laughs> it. Just my thumbs up. He's got a cool iron hand on his right hand. Yeah, because he lost a hand. I wonder if this means anything. Yeah, but now he's better at fighting with that. This guy has hand injury. <laughs> this guy has hand injury. And our audience oh has God. voted that they understand Ooh. that, so they can mm. tell us what it means. Please write us in. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell us what this means. Mm-hmm. It's a test for you. I know the answer, of course, but you need to prove uh-huh, to me that you me know too. the answer. I mean, it's. I think it's pretty cool foreshadowing now that I think of yeah. it. But we have to talk in spoilers about that. Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead. Mm. Who can go in the sea? What? Go ahead. What? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, All right. We still have a whole like epic various anterior battle of with. Yeah, there's is... two more conversations in this chapter. So yeah, uh, the whole time that they're ta- like they're talking about baby murder and sex worker murder, Tyrion is thinking about Shay and Tasha, and he's very angry, and. So, yeah, they they leave. Varys comes in. He asks for some wine. He drinks some wine. They talk about that riddle that Varys posed earlier. And they talk about it. And Tyrion's like, oh, it's got too many answers and blah, blah, blah. And, like, my head hurts. And uh, <laughs> they, talk, they talk about how, like, it must have been Cersei that ordered this thing. And he Tyrion's pissed that Varys probably knew and didn't tell him. And... Varys giggles. <laughs> yeah, Varys yeah. is doing I, the Doctor Evil face all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I love when he giggles. He's just a doughboy. I was gonna say he's like a little Pillsbury doughboy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say at this point, like the the audiobook on this chapter is both like the general slint voice was like genuinely really cool. Like he did a great job on conveying how much of a piece of shit this guy is. And his various voice is so bad. It's like, it's not even offensive. It's, he just speaks like he put a whole potato in his mouth for some reason. He's trying to get those big cheeks. Oh, I would like to hear it. It's I, uh, very funny. I watched an interview with Roy and he was talking about how he has like the world record for most unique voices, most like character <laughs> voices oh, get in his an ass. audiobook. 
it's something like 325 different characters or something like that and they all have unique voices quote unquote and he even says himself he makes a joke that's like not really a joke to me but (laughs) he's like oh yeah i have the record for the most uh unique character voices and the funny thing about that is they all sound the same yeah (laughs) that's a good joke it's a he said it and it's real to me and anyway (laughs) look it's like okay I, I think if someone is able to do like four different voices, that's already very impressive. So. Oh sure. I mean, and there there are unique. They just all have that unique uh, Roy flavor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was listening to him, trying to like get that get that voice. I I'm working on my Roy impression though. So. Nice. Oh, I can't wait until you break that out. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna I'm be excited. exciting. 2022. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. Be, I'm maybe, not being maybe sarcastic. Roy can come to the next awards show. Oh! I will say I was reading the Davos chapter and I did solve the mystery of Davos accent, so I know where he's oh, from nice. now. Oh, yeah. Oh, a little sneak peek for next week. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, they talk about the riddle. Varys says, finally, like, okay, here's the answer. Power it resides where men believe it resides. And nothing more, nothing less. And Tyrion's like, oh, is that a theme? <laughs> and and then he asks, like, he like posts cringe here. There's like this whole, he goes on this tirade about, I'm a dwarf, but at least I have a dick. It's like, basically, it's like the, it's like the underleveled version of the shit that goes on in the show every episode whenever Tyrion and Varys are together. Where, like, yeah, saying it was definitely like a show moment. Yeah, I mean, it's good, it's it's fine because it happens once, and even then it's not fine, but, like, you know, it's not every fucking time, but Tyrion is like, uh, you know, who, he's like, I'm interested in you, uh, who cut your dick and balls off, <laughs> and... Where are they now? And Varys, like, has a cool look, it says the, the smile stayed on his face, but his eyes, like, um... What's the wording? It says his eyes glittered with something that was not laughter. Yeah, that is a good sentence. This must be an example of when in the show, um, Varys says that Tyrion's his best friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Varys does kind of, you know, but he it's kind of a similar thing that Tyrion did to, Var- er, to Janos, because, like, Varys kind of butters him up a little and then gives him a test and because he after he asks about his castration he's like oh it's a long story and we have uh treason to discuss so like brings out his list of thought crime committers Mm -hmm. and like and they go through the list it's like a bunch of different people like somebody made a joke about there being a lot of kings and people laughed at that oh we're in trouble and yeah (laughs) and there's like the great boys tried to escape by going onto a galley disguised as oarsmen and there's a captain of a ship that was trying to uh leave and go to stannis understandable Mm. it's that guy the uh the ship he's captain of is the white heart i know i underlined that that's that means important (laughs) yeah and Tyrion kind of doles out judgments for them, and so this is like Varys seeing how he reacts to these different things. He's like, oh, we got like a legitimate one, we got a one that's bullshit, like how's he gonna see, how's he gonna judge these people? So, 
Yeah, he's basically filling out a personality quiz for Tyrion. Damn, he's an INTJ? (laughs) (laughs) Did we talk about the riddle? I was, like, zoning out for a second. We talked about the riddle, yeah. 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 Tyrion is doing such a bad job at solving it. I know. He's he's pretty much got the answer. He just didn't, like, make the kind of... um, I don't know what you call that. He didn't like get the philosophical standpoint that uh, Varys gives him there now. Like he did an extra. Yeah, Tyrion just said, "Oh, depend depends on the sellsword in the middle." And so, yeah. I mean, basically, yeah. Tyrion did what I do: is I I'll go on YouTube and watch riddle videos, and I'll think about them for five seconds, and I'll go, "Okay, tell me the answer." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. It, he had the right answer. He's like, oh, it depends mm. on... Go, I, yeah, but it like, isn't, he didn't I, get what, like, Varys was trying to mm. say, I guess. Like, Yeah, yeah. He didn't get to, like, the the kind of nugget in the middle. Because they talk about a little bit for... Because um, Tyrion's like, oh, like... Because Varys asks him, like, why do we... D- if if it depends on the sellsword, why do we pretend that, the like, kings have all the power, or priest or whatever? And the, Tyrion's like, well, then, because they can call other people that have swords. And he's like, all right, well, what about, those guys have the power. Yeah, what about communism? Have you ever thought yeah. that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the other people, like, like that. that's where I thought, like, because, like, Varys's point is, oh, it's like, all oh, this power is actually fake. Uh, it only works because everyone believes in it. And, mm-hmm. and Tyrion's conclusion is... Uh, they're powerful because they have men with swords and those men with swords obey them because of other men with swords like that's not that's not the point when do the men with swords end you know how many it's all men with swords swords. all the way down how how does the how does the state maintain power you know wow that's deep is is it by consent is it from transcendental laws is it from having Hmm. big fucking dragons <laughs> Originally, yeah. That's where the metaphor breaks down a little. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because we live in a society, but it's different when someone has a big dragon. God, it really is. If someone I'm had really... a big dragon, things would be different. I don't know how, but they would be. <laughs> well, there'd be more dragons. We talked about this on Who Watches the Watch, but it's like when the tanks came in and Hungary, like. You don't. You don't really have the. The people can like try to seize the power, but when when the mm-hmm. government like hits down on it with tanks, it's like hard to do anything about that. Yeah. Yeah. Dragons are like they are like big mass destruction weapons that just like torch towns. But if we could radicalize the dragon. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what does the dragon want? Why has no one asked the dragons what they want? They just want to uh-huh. burn the wall and the throne was just in the way. <laughs> uh, Alright, so Varys, uh, they finish the quiz and Varys leaves and then Tyrion goes and talks with Bronn for a bit and Bronn gets gives us an update that like he's, he's hiring sellswords and... Timmit killed a guy for cheating at dice, and that's fine. <laughs> uh, then Tyrion asks Bronn if he would kill a baby without question, and Bronn says, no, not without question, I would ask how much money. Epic, epic Bronn line, yeah. Yeah, I mean, 
That, of course, made it in the show. Yeah. Fan favorite character, Braun. I mean, yeah. it is a pretty good line for Braun, because you're like, ah, this is this guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it characterizes him well, and like it should make Tyrion think, oh, do I really put like better guys into position like those that I just got rid of? Yes. Oops. Yeah, I, he he does think like, oh, why would I need LRD? I have a hundred mm. of my own. But then he doesn't. Yeah, yeah he mm. doesn't go on to be like. He's like, oops, Maybe I should it might not be them. epic of me to have that. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> might be bad. Maybe this is a problem. I'm sure he's. If he thought it through, he would still be have brain poisoning of like, oh, well, they're under my control and I'm good. Mm. So yeah, of course. All right. So I I. I have a fun game for us, which is I want to go through Tyrion's judgments and see how right we think they are. Okay. Okay, so (laughs) number one, uh, a master of a ship was plotting to slip anchor and go offer his sword and ship to Lord Stannis. Tyrion says... Let him go. Tyrion's judgment on this is let Joffrey decide, which is basically kill him. Do we think this one is just or no? Eh. I mean, if if it's true, he is... He wanted to desert, and deserters get executed in this world. True. Okay. (laughs) I mean, I I don't agree morally, but... uh, I think, yeah. I think within the rules of this world, that's a... I'll give him a W for that one. judgment. Okay. We think that one is is fine. Okay, next. It's okay. Hey, it's like a merchant class. It's basically bougie in this world. Mm Mm-hmm. Fuck (laughs) him. The Red Wine Twins bribed a guard (laughs) to let them escape. Tyrion's judgment on this is... Seize the man they bribed and send him to the Night's Watch. And then the Red Wines don't get a punishment, I don't think. They're just mm. getting guarded again. Yeah, they're kind of just like under house yeah. arrest. All right. How do we think about this one? Yeah. I mean, this feeds Sending into the... like, and I guess mm. we're like, this is also going to be the argument with Janos Slint. Like this feeds into the thing of how sending people to the Night's Watch is like a convenient solution and you know mm. at least you don't need to execute them or whatever and you hit yeah. like two birds with one stone because the night's watch is also asking for asking for more people except that maybe you know it's not like the night the night's watch needs men but it, they don't necessarily need like just a shit ton of des- of like criminals you know or like people who get bribed or people who like people like general Slint who are like super despicable people mm-hmm. yeah well you're just giving him more power again mm. really. yeah Possibly. just at a different place yeah 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 sending a lot of people that might be loyal to slint to the wall is maybe not a good yeah. idea oh yeah sending his men who are friends with him and loyal mm-hmm. to yeah. him along with him that's mm. great now he has a ready-made power base yeah. it's five guys but it's like five guys you say i don't know this one's like he I don't know. Kind of sucks to like accept a bribe and it's a corrupt cop, basically. Yeah. So uh... <laughs> well, he's not even a cop. He's just like a guy on. Well, a he's sh- a, he's guard. a guard. Yeah, I mean yeah. guardsman. I assume a yeah. guard is like a Lannister guard, probably, because it's um, the Red Wine Twins who are in King's Landing. But at the same time, people in King's Landing are basically starving at this point, so yeah. they really need the money. So I'd say that's fair enough. I'd take the bribe. Yeah. Yeah, true. So does Tyrion get the W or the L on this one? Uh, eh. All right, we'll give him an we'll give him an A. I'll give him an E for A. I mean, I guess he kind of has to fight corruption mm-hmm. in yeah. okay in his position, no, like except yeah. especially corruption that goes against his interests. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's better than executing people for corruption, I guess. 
Okay. Like okay. I think like, most yeah. of these judgments are like this is a this is a system that already isn't great. Mm. And Tyrion okay. is doing yeah. a mediocre to okay job at working Next. within that system. Timit kill the guy who cheated at tiles. <laughs> Tyrion says <laughs> no punishment. Good or not. <laughs> Tyrion says they should be grateful, the men of the city. Tyrion says the the punishment for cheating is death. This one sucks. I think it just shows that like when when one basically small folk kills another, he just doesn't yeah. care. Yeah. Well it's his own man, so he doesn't give a shit. Yeah. I mean, that's an L for him. Okay, big L. Much as I stand like, for oh, Timmy, it's one of my guys. Yeah. I don't care. It's an L for him, but I will say it is pretty stupid to try to cheat against like a guy who looks like as dangerous as Timmy. As a, what is tiles? Like um, domino. I assume it's like dominoes. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking like mahjong. Mahjong. Yeah. yeah okay. Dominoes. I was thinking it was just like the three cup game. <laughs> I don't know. That seems a bit. Simple. I don't know how you could think that, but it's very funny to think. I was thinking it was it was like memory, like oh, you gotta match the tiles. <laughs> you have to find the, the same tiles, and that would be kind of funny of like grown men playing that for money. Next one is there are a lot of priests in the streets. Ignore Dream it. Dream says ignore it. Interesting. Okay, there's no. Sorry to come back to this for a second, but uh, there's no article on tiles on itself, but there's a on the article on Timet, there's a sentence that says, Timet enjoys games like dice and tiles, and then two references to... He does. He simply likes to play games. Mm. Yeah. He's a gamer. He's a gamer. <laughs> He's a gamer. <laughs> he had a heated gaming moment. That <laughs> really did. It doesn't get more heated than that. Alright, so Tyrion says of the many priests ranting doom and destruction in the streets we should ignore them do we like this one uh, Varys says they are spreading fear i think it's fine i don't even know if this is god, a problem god isn't real so you can ignore them yeah what are you gonna do about this like I, the only thing but like arrest them for what like disturbing the peace or know. like yeah i feel like um the only thing against this is like just counter propaganda so that you can do yeah like trying to discredit them or something yeah i mean he just he just got the solution for the riddle that uh, like the holy man is one of the three like mm-hmm. options for the man to follow and now he's just oh they're not gonna convince anyone probably nothing like just just let them talk yeah all right so where do you want to put this one that's a w i guess i'll give it a weak w all right yeah w w tiny w yeah a very small w that's the only kind that Tyrion gets. And then, finally, uh, someone oh, told a, very a big funny joke. W. It could be a small W, like me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Say the thing again, Kay. Yeah. Uh, uh, Balon Swan made a joke. It was a joke about, uh, we'll raise a cup to the king. And Balon Swan said, we'll need three cups. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> We need to play tiles. And Tyrion's choice in this <laughs> is, uh, Balon told a funny joke, so he's allowed. Yeah. yeah, there's no problem give with him that. A, give him a W on this. Yeah, like. it's a good, it's a good joke. Yeah, mm. it's a decent joke. Yeah, but like more importantly, you shouldn't go around punishing mm. people for jokes. Okay, so we give Tyrion like two and a half Ws for this, and then like two Ls. I'm gonna say. So, what does, what is we we said that this seemed like Varys is testing him. So like, what does he get out of this? He finds out that uh, Hephaestus is the Greek god that favors Tyrion. I guess that makes some sense. Tyrion, Tyrion okay. would never forge anything. 
Don't even try it. He forges a chain. <laughs> he doesn't forge it. Oh, he shit. doesn't forge it. He pays people to forge it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> He hears the Fleetwood Mac song, The Chain, and is like, yes. Okay. He says, that whips. <laughs> He's like, I will make this in honor of the song. I hope it comes in handy later. I feel like basically what I'm getting at with this is that all of Tyrion's judgments are like, rich people, you're fine. Poor people, fuck you. <laughs> Does ghostwriting the whip mm. come from ghostwriter? No. Having a whip? Mm. No. <laughs> <laughs> that is a chain. What? That's why I'm thinking of a Ghost Rider. Isn't that the name of the like? Yeah, that's the Nicolas Ghost Cage Rider. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a flaming chain and he rides a hog and he's yeah. uh, ghost riding. And, yes, and he's got flaming a flaming halo skull. And he's got a flaming chain. Is that where that comes? Is from? ghost riding a whip like a saying? Ghost riding the whip is when John works. Ah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Damn. There's so many parallels. We gotta go watch that Nick Cage movie and see what it means. Next next movie night. Yeah. Okay. Is there anything else about this Tyrion chapter? I I just wasn't even familiar with this uh, expression. Is the thing? Oh, it's like when oh, it, your it car goes by yeah. itself and you like stand next to it and do a fun dance. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You you get it going and you jump out and you either stand on top of it or okay and then uh, you do the whip and the melee. Yeah, and then no, but the whip is the jump. car because like whip is like a word for like your cool car. Ah, okay. Yeah. Apparently, there's so, a movie directed by DJ Vlad called Ghost Ride the Whip. DJ Vlad. DJ Vlad. Damn, what's pretty good? Man? DJ Vlad okay. is like a, a, a. We need to do this. We last literally chapter. have a whole other chapter. Yeah. Okay. Do we have anything else to say about Tyrion? Say about DJ Vlad, but whatever. Say it. No, he's just like he's he's okay. He's. <laughs> <laughs> it's very important that I get DJ this opinion Black. out. <laughs> He's alright. <laughs> Seriously, the only thing I had to say about him is that I, I for He's some fine. reason, know him, know about him existing. Okay, he exists. Okay, <laughs> DJ Vlad, he exists. He's fine. <laughs> He's like a Russian DJ. He made a movie now on YouTube, basically. Big. Let's go. Okay. All right. Aria. I know her. Aria. What is it? Three. Yeah. Three. Third already. Three Aria chapters before we get back to Daenerys once. Great job. Three. <laughs> Three. No, I'm kidding. All right, what happened? Three that could have been one. So uh, we get back to Arya and her travel companions. They uh, are going further north, uh, running from the gold cloaks, uh, basically. the They're encountering less and less people, so like the... The big wave of refugees seems to be uh, south of them already. Like everyone who could or wanted to get out of the Riverlands uh, seems to have passed them at this point. The King's Road gets less and less of a road. It's just like, uh, yeah, basically the, the the dance of the wagon wheels. Or <laughs> some sometimes not even that, and they uh, sometimes they think they might have even even lost the the road. Just to, like uh, find it uh, a mile or something later. Yeah, like they, at one point they go to uh, through the woods and like the path is so narrow that two wagons can't connect to each other. So uh, this makes no fucking the other sense one has to, me. to. I'm sorry. Yeah, I have to fucking speak <laughs> up now. I know that we're behind schedule, but there's no fucking way that the best thing to do is one wagon turns all the way around and then they both go all the way out of the forest. <laughs> mm. Just put one off to the side yeah. for five seconds. Seems seems weird yeah especially like 
Uh, I think the others are, are transporting lumber, so that might be a large wagon, but I imagine they are traveling with like smaller wagons that you could go to the side. But yeah, it doesn't really matter. This... It doesn't matter, but it makes me fucking crazy every time I read it. I don't understand. <laughs> what if you made the lumber into a ramp and then made it go over it? <laughs> and sure. then like... If it went fast enough, then it could jump over. Yeah, make a six stunt. Yeah, it. like those games where you have to do like an engineering problem and get a car across a thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know those games. Yeah. Point is, is that it's taking a long time to travel. Yeah, exactly. All the while, uh, the the other recruits are are looking at Gendry differently now because everyone's wondering why the queen is is having a warrant uh, out for him. Someone like suspects that he is Ned Stark's bastard and, and Arya gets angry at it and thinks, no, my, my father would never accept once. <laughs> uh, she literally... Yeah. My dad may have bastard once. Yeah. <laughs> you could only have one. More than that is unreasonable. Also, how would that work? I mean, obviously, the, the these guys have no idea when, when Ned Stark was living uh, where, but... Uh, Seems kind of a weird conclusion. I think they just know two facts. The hand had a bastard. Yeah. Actually, they just know one fact. The hand had a bastard, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And, then, <laughs> like, and then they know some non-facts, yeah. which is he was bad man. Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's the only thing that they're like, oh, the hand had a bastard. Maybe it's his bastard, and they don't know geography, so... I mean, what? how old is Gendry compared to John? How old is Gendry? Same age, pretty much. Well, I think that would make sense then, because, yeah. you know, Ned's off at war. He just fucked two people instead of one. True, he kind of was in King's Landing around that time. Maybe he is Ned's bastard. I think maybe the math checks out. I think maybe... These kids are geniuses, yeah. actually. <laughs> they are onto something, maybe. Yeah, they got a uh-huh. theory. Okay, Gendry himself, uh, of course, also has no idea, really. He just tells them, yeah, he was uh, supposed to become an armorer, and one day, like, uh, Tupamot told him, you are joining the Night's Watch. That's all he knows. Oh, I forgot to mention uh, last chapter yeah. that uh, Varys talks about Gendry without naming him, but he says, like, oh, I, I got one boy out, yeah. Yeah, true. Thanks, thanks, Varys. We love Gendry. Good guy, Varys. Which he really just did out of, like, being kind to him, right? Not wanting him murdered. But does he have a motive? Uh, it's pretty much just to save the boy. Um, we could probably talk about that in the plot spoilers. Cause... Mm. Okay. So uh, Arya also quickly thinks about uh, just taking a horse and riding ahead and going off on her own. But quickly thinks otherwise. A little bit of a John episode, except she does not even try. And Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking about fucking Lamy and Hot Pie reciting her, yeah. her oaths. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but her, her main motivation is that a, she kind of needs a few people around her to be safe on the on the road and like needs someone to stand guard while she while she sleeps and uh, the gold cloaks are for some reason she, she still assumes the gold cloaks are after her she quickly thinks about it and then thinks better of it then uh Joran has the idea to go around the the god's eye on the western side so not the king's road side uh, which would take a little longer but they're not really in a hurry to go to their lifetime sentence on the wall so a few days a few weeks more don't really matter and he thinks it it would be safer to go go away that uh, the goat cloaks might not uh, anticipate so they they are uh they are in the 
basically forests and small paths or whatever is is uh, on the southern shore not quite the shore i guess but uh, on the southern side of the cold side so all the provisions have uh, have run out at this point like all the provisions they took from king's Landing. so uh, they have to hunt and gather berries and plunder at at farms and uh, orchards they they come across Joran sends out the, the comedy poacher duo of Koss and Kurtz <laughs> to hunt some game. Arya at one point uh, manages to, to catch a rabbit, which he seems very proud of. And Joran makes a, makes a stew out of it and everyone gets, gets a bite of the, of the yummy rabbit. Oh fuck, we forgot to talk about all the foods that Tyrion ate in the last one. It, they were yummy. <laughs> the, there's yeah. so much food in there. Anyway, the, I would eat all of mm. them. Would you eat rabbit stew? Rabbit yeah. bites? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It sounds good. It sounds Very fucking good. It sounds pretty good. Pretty mm. good. Arya gets a whole egg and shares yeah. it with Gendry. Would you eat a stew made out of the Animal Crossing rabbit? I don't think those are real no. rabbits. Those are like people. <laughs> those are furries. Yeah, those are just people in costumes. <laughs> you can't just eat them. <laughs> okay, uh, back to the chapter. <laughs> At one point, they are they are stealing some corn off uh, off a field and are caught by the field hands. And Yoren uh, has to pay for the corn to for them to not get caught or injured or killed or whatever. Yoren's kind of angry about that because he says, like in the past, the 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 lords and everyone were were honored to host someone from the Night's Watch, and they would get food and a place to sleep for free. And now they have to sleep in the forests and basically steal their food. So no no respect for the Night's Watch anymore. So Yorin sends out sends out sentries at this point to scout the head around them and one of them reports back that there is a camp of injured soldiers like a mile ahead. Their banner is a spotted tree cut. I looked it up. That's uh House Myatt and they would have been like a Lannister loyalist. Oh. So. They must be because their 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 thing is a cat. Yeah. Yeah. I assume that those might be one of those soldiers that uh, uh Tywin left at the wayside. As it was described, like the 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 injured oh, and those who yeah, can't too. march on, like he they are just left at the wayside. So again, they, they, there's a quick argument about okay, should we engage them? Should we avoid them? And then Jorn says, okay, no, like uh, we should we should go around them again uh, because they might be uh, desperate enough to like just kill us for our horses. They want that horse meat. Yeah, horses best and. The horse is best. I think they probably want to ride the horses, but... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it said that like it's, it's 20 men and they only have one lame horse, so... Uh, yeah. Barely just... enough to feed one person. Yeah. <laughs> True. They could just, they could just uh, like, sacrifice it for a dragon. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. Uh, then another evening, uh, they... Uh, they spot the fire on the on the horizon and see it burning all through the through the night. Uh, then the the next day, uh, they discover that it was uh, like a farm or no, a whole village uh, that was burned down. Yorin and uh, two other guys. Oh, we have to mention the cool uh, Night's Watch names, I guess. It's Merch and Cutcheck. Mm-hmm. Merch is a very good name. So again. many good names. All these guys yeah. are just. Um, Merchant Kutchek, yeah. George Kutchek sounds like like something that would have been in Jojo Part One, like one of the street wagons. Yeah, yeah he's he's one of Street Wagons' friends. Is Kutchek tattoo and Kutchek? I'll fight yeah. guys named yeah. Jack. 
And yeah, they find uh, they find a little girl and uh, an injured woman who seem to be heavily traumatized by whatever was going on uh, in the town. Like the girl is is crying constantly. Uh, the woman only whispers please over and over again. They they put them in one of the wagons, and the yeah the woman just dies a few hours later. Just just a bad experience all around mm-hmm. for everyone involved. Yeah. Uh, so they are. They are now experiencing like the yeah the horrors of war and like, yeah. presumably whatever uh, Tywin and uh, and Gregor yeah. Clegane are doing to the Riverlands mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. So I, it's not it's not spelled out in any way, but uh, mm, I mean, yeah. who else? Yeah, but this would is like my been? my overall take of 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 like all these area chapters. Like that's why I said there's maybe a little too much of them because like at this point I'm like, mm. okay, we get it. War is bad. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> there's been like horrible atrocities they encountered the way in the last mm. two area chapters too. So mm-hmm. at this point, I'm like, I like, mm. I really like the ending yeah. of this one, but or the or mm. the lead up to that was uh, was a little mm. bit exhausting to me at this point. Yeah, I don't know why we would why we needed to like experience this woman we just met dying yeah. in the wagon. Well, I, I guess I think um, it's supposed to be sort of overwhelming and mm. that it keeps happening. Mm. Um, I think that is meant to affect the reader. Maybe it's also to to characterize uh, Yoren that like he takes them with them, like yeah. Mm-hmm. Except let's say okay, the 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 Night Switch doesn't take part, but uh, they still help help people who have been injured by war or need help. Like they yeah. don't, they are not uh, that neutral to say. <laughs> yeah, like, and to uh, just like... say uh, not n- none of my business. Like just just leave them at the wayside and not my responsibility we saw like graves and stuff mm. i don't really know we didn't really see much else besides that and then in the catlin mm. chapter brendan uh talks about what the lannisters have been doing because he's seen it from scouting mm. yeah um but that's yeah. like pretty it's still like not present it's not yeah, I mean, um, I, I know that of you, he's it just... does kind of start to feel gratuitous, kind of, but I feel like that mm. is the point, and also, if it wasn't ever yeah. shown, I think it would be a worse story. Mm. Yes. Yeah, I think... Uh, I think it is a strength. If, if you're just, like, here in, in war councils, oh, like, they, they burnt this village, they burnt that village, and set fire to the crops and killed everyone in it, it sounds horrible, but it's, it has a different impact. Yeah, too. and I mean, the war councils are always, like, justifying it, too, or just, like, being like, oh, this is however many people, and they lost however many people, mm. and it's just, like, numbers, and doesn't yeah. really matter to them that much. Like, the river lords are defending their lands, but they're doing it more for honor than yeah. people, I think. I don't know. I mean, I thought about, talked about, like, uh, strategically it would be better to maybe not defend each and every town or, or a stronghold or whatever. But if you're a lord and you hear, like, such atrocities are, are done to your small folk, like, even if, it, if it's out of honor, like, you feel obliged to... Yeah. To to defend your lands and your people and have the res- responsibility, even if it's basically a trap by Tywin. Yeah. So after this experience, Yoren uh, uh, says, "Okay, we have to be even more careful. They are not making a fire at night anymore. They are just eating like uh, I think cold beans <laughs> this evening or something." These motherfuckers skittles eating beans. beans. <laughs> <laughs> just cold skittles and beans. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> That's even worse than the hot skittles and beans. 
<laughs> I didn't think it could get worse. But uh, yeah, uh, since they didn't have much to eat, uh, Arya was filling her her belly with water, and uh, now she has to pee in the night. Oh God. Uh, which means, uh, of course, she has to leave the camp, not be found out. She comes across Hot Pie, who is uh, standing guard, and says, "Well, just just pee right here. Like you're not allowed to to <laughs> go away from the camp." Uh, which of course she can't do can't do so she turns back uh, quickly pretends uh, to go to sleep again and then uh, she finds an opening to uh, to sneak away and as she is peeing she hears sounds coming closer and uh, then she sees uh, she sees a bunch of eyes and uh, in the end she's surrounded by wolf pack how many eyes uh, i don't think it's mentioned exactly I'm, I'm thinking that it probably it is. Damn, it says 2, 4, 8, one. 12. A whole pack. 12. So uh-huh. six wolves. Six wolves and 12 oh, eyes. I wonder who the seventh wolf is. Seven wolf, including oh, her. Oh. Hmm. She's the seventh wolf. Hmm. God, my head is full seven of numbers. Wolves. So remember when in the last chapter, see, she uh, insisted that wolves don't eat babies, and uh, she's right about it. Because she's baby. She, she's baby, and <laughs> she, she doesn't get eaten. <laughs> Like the one wolf just looks at her and then they, they turn away. Probably doesn't mean nothing. She just got lucky there. Right, it says, they weren't hungry. Right, it says that's not, not you. very delicious. And then the wolves all leave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at least that one wasn't actually Nymeria. <laughs> yeah. So she'd be right. <laughs> that's not you. <laughs> that's not me. So after not getting eaten by wolves uh, and uh, successfully peeing, she goes back to camp. She... Uh, yeah, kind of snuggles up to Joran, like not in a creepy way, <laughs> just like uh, goes next to him. Uh, she tells him about the, the wolves and about uh, her dire wolf. Joran uh, has uh, the really good line about, oh, like the only wolves we have to fear right now are uh, those in human skin or something like that. Hmm. Uh, hmm. Wolves wearing human skin. <laughs> I don't know if he, like, said it. He doesn't mean it like that, but it's myth metaphor. Yeah. Yeah. He should have said that. <laughs> he said, sorry, so Arya, this is metaphor, in case you don't understand. I know you're a baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Joran tells a few tales from the past again, how everything was better for him getting recruits in the past, because he only lost, like, three people in the, I don't know, 20 years or something that he was... Uh, 30, yeah. 30 yeah he was he was getting recruits for the night search and basically none of them were his fault like one just got ill and one got bitten by a snake and the third one i don't know he says yeah it it would have been smarter to like uh take a ship to the north instead of taking the king's sword but well nothing to do about that at uh, at this point then Arya goes back to sleep and she hears wolves howling and something that might be screams in the distance great we love it hmm Good stuff. Yeah. Just a re- regular, like, summer camp for a child. <laughs> it's yeah. just on a fun summer camp with all her yeah. friends. It's a cool, cool camp like, counselor, Yoran. Counselor, Yoran. <laughs> cool camp counselor that believes in corporal camp, punishment. Camp Crow, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I, I like this chapter a lot. It's got such oh, a yeah. great mood and... Mm. It's very uh, like daunting, I guess. I don't mm. know. Yeah, and it just really the three chapters like they they were rather short, and 
Yeah, this one, I'm looking Pretty at the page number. Similar in it, tone, yeah. but it's just, it slowly builds. Like, this chapter feels incredibly long. Yeah, like it was eight or nine pages and so much happened in it. Yeah. yeah. More happened than in some, I think, 30 page chapters. Yeah. <laughs> where he's just thinking about the smarties. Thinking about how smart and horny he is. What, yeah. what was it in the in the in the previous chapter? Like, oh, yeah, like uh, Jana Slint is not one to take small sips of wine. That's something Tyrion noted at one point. <laughs> he likes to do big sippy. Oh, this this lowborn guy like likes to drink this expensive, delicious wine yeah. and like uh, big like, gulps. How even, remarkable! He doesn't even know the different kinds of wine. <laughs> He's like, well, well, Mister Slint, I've learned all your tells. <laughs> yeah, oh. I think I think we are all Jenna Slint at that point. <laughs> I mean, I'll take a big sippy. Yeah. yeah, I'll take a big big gulp of wine. <laughs> I'm injured by jaw like Josh. <laughs> 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 Propelled by my stream. (laughs) 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 Should we get to like spoilers and shit? Uh, Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, anything general, non spoilery about the chapter? I'm seeing what I have underlined. I don't have that much stuff. Um, There's stuff about that's like imagery that I can point out that's not spoilers that like the the woman has a hand injury slash arm in injury where it's missing and yeah that's an injury famously we understand and that one mm-hmm. yes <laughs> yeah and whenever the, after they bury her Arya thinks like she can hear the mm. whisper the please, wind. please in the wind yeah yeah and the in the mm. trees too so it's like she gets woman with hand injury gets buried and her voice enters the wind in the trees so gets buried close to the arrow faces also mm-hmm. yeah so trees talking at ah, this point okay, might not just well, that's be... where the trees live it's true yeah i mean I, I think it's just symbolism here but it's something and i think that's it i i kind of wondered if the water tasting like bodies was something that feels like a metaphor. Oh, D- I think it was literally the water. I mean, yeah, but like that are rotting up. Sometimes literal yeah. things are metaphors. Yeah. Sometimes a cigar is a dick. We did cover <laughs> the fact that sometimes things can mean two things. Wow. <laughs> That's kind of what our podcast is based on. Yeah. If you think about it, let's go to spoiler section. Okay. We can talk about uh, yeah. water tasting like bodies. Spoiler section. Spoiler section. It's time for the spoilers. <laughs> We're receiving receiving a hot news tip. We're entering the spoiler zone. Captain, spoilers off the port zone. You are entering the spoiler zone. I'm sorry, I, that voice shocked me. <laughs> that was... <laughs> I didn't know who that was. I'm scared. I, it took me a second. I told to... you I can do I can do at least six oh, character yeah. voices. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, but it's great because when you learn Roy's voice, you automatically get all of his voices. So, fuck, you're right. Uh, okay, it's like whenever you get the uh, gravity armor in Metroid, and then now you can do a bunch of things like it's move exactly underwater like faster. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when you kill the Night King and it kills all the other ones too. Yeah. Yes, it's exactly yeah. like that. Exactly. Once I kill Roy, I can do all the voices. Don't kill him! <laughs> Roy did that. Uh, yeah. Damn, uh. you were too late. Somebody beat you to the punch. 
<laughs> who who has the voices now? I must kill them. The Night King was also already dead, so oh, that's true. Oh, shit, is he? That wasn't really clear in the show. <laughs> in the show, it was pretty clear that he was like a sacrificed human. They didn't sacrifice him. They just put a a rock in his body. <laughs> it just transformed him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they didn't kill him. May- kind yeah. of, maybe. Mm. I don't know. Who knows? That's the thing. Nobody know. knows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why wasn't the Night King wearing like? Do White Walkers not have like armor that? is effective against one knife. <laughs> it's a very pointy yeah. knife, if you think about it. What if sharp, mm-hmm. you know? She did a cool, like, uh, special move that she does, yeah. like, sneaking damage, like 10d6 extra sneaking damage. I mean, the way I understood it in the book is that, the like, their armor is basically made out of the same shit they are. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but it's yeah. not like that in the show. Yeah, yeah just the armor. In the show, they just <laughs> yeah. wear armor, yeah. <laughs> They just have a forge where they make armor and then they put on the armor. Yeah, they don't hate metal like they do in the books. Yeah. But anyway, the the thing the any like water that bodies are like dissolving into or like water that tastes like dead bodies or later we're gonna see in the Jamie chapter a bunch <laughs> of Jojo paste. Jojen paste. It's like Jojen paste. It's yeah, it's like people going into the werewolf net. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like dissolving into water. It's, it's like whenever Danny uh, melts in water mm-hmm. and stuff. Except Jojen is totally fine. Fall 2020 is yeah. the new name of the book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jojen sure isn't paced right now. What if? What if the prologue of of no! Winter Winter just Jojen? <laughs> no, that's the thing I'd least like it to be. <laughs> Jojen become paced. <laughs> Do not paste my boy. <laughs> The winds of wintry Jojen is fine. Yes. 2020. Jojen is okay. <laughs> well, we have to wait until August 1st yeah. to yeah. find out. Not too long to wait. Okay. What uh, plot spoilers? Uh, there was the yeah. two sevens, the fighting sevens from Tyrion chapter. Yeah, fighting sevens. It's a good name for like a baseball team. Yeah, that sounds like a college team. Like, <laughs> But everyone on the team's number is seven. The Krako fighting sevens. <laughs> <laughs> like, it could be like a power metal band name that has like very many band members. <laughs> seven. Ah. Yeah. All right, it's the fight in sevens, and we're here playing oh. for you tonight. <laughs> there we go. I like them. Thank you. That's my second. I like it. Voice. That one I give an okay. Thumbs up for that guy. <laughs> okay. So what's the? Yeah. Name? Are there any other spoilers we want to talk about? I'm trying to think of like just plot relevant mm-hmm. ones. It's so funny that they're talking about Barrick still, and I. Absolutely yeah. didn't pick up yeah. on it when I first read it. I was still yeah. like, "Who the hell?" No, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When when Arya gets to the tree cave, I'm just like, I don't understand. <laughs> I think what what uh, like Stannis was for Game of Thrones is gonna be Beric for pretty much. It's, like, it would be mentioned very funny. a million times, but reading yeah. it the first time, you're just okay. Who's this guy? Again? I do think it's cool how like he's kind of seeded the like misinformation going around. So when the misinformation mm. of Beric dying is there you're just like oh whatever mm. he didn't really die i mean it's not a, oh yeah not exactly yeah, misinformation, exactly. Right? but like you're kind of <laughs> yeah. conditioned to think that like, it's oh, probably just a misunderstanding just yeah. mm. but he really did die. <laughs> but no one would ever figure that out do you want to talk about Varys's like characterization a little bit because i suppose yeah. we must uh, so like i think he's just a pretty he'll he'll save who he can when he can if it if he like he's not gonna like 
super go out of his way, I guess. But he, you know, he could do it, and it didn't cost him anything, and it wasn't mm. somebody who he needed to use later. So he was just like, all right, I'll, I'll save one child because ostensibly I'm about trying to save kids and save uh, and sa- protect the realm or whatever. Mm. I just, I'm not sure I can believe that. Mm. I feel like there must be something going on with it. Because we've also seen that Varys doesn't really care about the well-being of the kids mm. in his employ. <laughs> I don't really think. Mm. I don't know. Maybe it's just like, oh, he like is one of the only few people who knows really, like this bastard of Robert is gone. Yeah, I mean, he's explicitly sending him to the wall, which is like, you're at the wall. You're like yeah. out of the game forever, mm. basically, is kind of what they mm. view it as. Because you like renounce everything mm. you could ever possibly have. So I just, it feels like there's maybe something deeper mm. going on with it. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, that's what I was talking about. That's why I said like ostensibly about protecting people. Because he'll, he's like very utilitarian, quote unquote, that like mm. he'll, he's like, oh, well, I need to use kids that, uh, are and they have to be able to read and write and have no tongues because they can't be interrogated by anyone or else they'll be found out but also they have to be kids because they need a fit in tight spaces i guess and uh sneak around the castle so i need to use these kids and that's for like the greater good of the realm i guess is like how he justifies it to himself maybe it's like uh it, it could come in handy at some point to have yeah. Maybe reveal at some point to Gendry, okay, I was the guy who, who saved you and like you are now an informant at the Night's Watch for me. I mean, you could say he's useful for at some point. I mean, maybe not on his own, but trying mm. to prove that Cersei's kids aren't legitimate. Yeah, that's kind of what I think. Sort of he's proof. like a backup for after the Lannisters yeah. thing is dealt with, basically. Yeah. Fail, yeah. Or could it be that he just enjoyed outsmarting Cersei? <laughs> it's not that hard to do. Yeah, he was just, like, just a little prank for her. <laughs> yeah. I would like I would like to point out a line um, that Varys says in this chapter, where he says, um, "You might be disappointed by the result. The storms come and go. The waves crash overhead. The big fish eat the little fish, and I keep on paddling." Mm-hmm. He is not so, a little fish. Uh, Merman confirmed. Uh. Basically. I mean, Merman. another Merman. another thing. Cool. Do we know the exact timeline when he went to Tobomot? Because I mean, it was it was planned that uh, that Ned also uh, goes with Yoran, right? So mm-hmm. maybe it was like Ned's command to Varys to say, "Okay, like uh, get this boy out too. Like go to Tobomot." Uh, I don't think it was like that. That uh, Varys went to him while Ned was still alive. I think that part is true, but I don't think Ned was involved in the Gendry gets out plot. Yeah, I don't think. I I feel like we would have had a thought from Ned about it, mm. or a, yeah. a line in their conversation. But Ned tries to save enough kids. He's he's got yeah. it covered. He's a good man. We know. <laughs> when you try to save too many kids, you know, one slips through the cracks. <laughs> I mean, I guess, I guess if. Gendry went with Ned. Ned would know who he was, mm-hmm. and maybe it would make Ned trust Varys. Ooh, I don't know. That's interesting. I think that that's pretty good. Just trying actually. to put it together. I'm interested in that. I yeah. The angle of like the Gendry thing was to get Ned's trust. I think that that's probably most mm. accurate. Yeah. Or to to have Gendry as an informant again in the Night's Watch to report to Varys probably about what's going on with with Ned up there. Yeah, maybe. 
don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how interested in the wall people are, honestly. Mm. Like I said, it's kind of yeah. just their like dumping ground for people they don't want to deal with anymore. Maybe Varys is like, ah, King's blood. I must preserve it for arcane rituals. <laughs> I don't think he knows about arcane rituals. Yeah, <laughs> he's kind of not not cool with that. Yeah. He does know about them, but he doesn't. Oh, that's like right, because they take your dick animals. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Is that everything else? So are we are we going with he was just nice to him, probably. Almost that's likely. mine. That seems yeah. like Occam's razor to me. He just can mm. do. He'll do it when he can, but normally he's like the thing about the occam's razor of this is if your simplest explanation is they were a nice person that's never the answer in these books i think (laughs) i think that the thing is that because these books are like there's so much dense stuff in this we tend to like want to explain every single thing about it with Mm -hmm. like consistent character Mm. motivations and things that have been built up for like decades and but like some plot points, he just needs to like. Sometimes he just needs to get the plot from from A to B. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Like, one reason might have been that George wanted to have Henry go yeah. north with. Which Mario. you know, if that's every <laughs> single decision you make, then yeah. that's not great. But like every once in a while, yeah. he can like take off his hat. Mm. I don't know. I thought I thought we found a good hat. I thought the hat of Gendry goes with Ned to make like Ned like Barris is a good one. I don't see where that. Mm. I mean, I, I definitely never thought of the idea that, like, when Varys was doing the plan to get Gendry out, he was also thinking that Ned would be going with him. Never thought of that. But I don't really see why he needs to have Ned like him if he's also at the wall and out of the picture. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it just fits with Varys's, Varys's character. I guess Ned would have very likely become Lord Commander oh, at yeah. some point if he ended up at the, at the Night's Watch. And Yeah, but Varys like, doesn't like that doesn't matter there's it doesn't affect mm. anything in the south at all like you know Varys doesn't know about the others he doesn't give a shit as far as he's concerned the night's watch is just doing nothing up there i think it just makes sense for Varys's character he's somebody who is genuinely trying to get peace he's trying to get like the and the most good for everybody he's trying to like have a good ruler that will be good for the realm because he cares about small folk i think but he's just willing to do horrible things to get there. So, but when he when he doesn't have that onus and it's not gonna like matter at all, like he can save he'll save a child because he does care, I think. But it, it's like these other kids that he is using as tools. It's like he has the justification to himself that it's going towards this other greater good. So he's willing to do that. But if somebody's not useful, mm. he'll help them if he can. And it's not going to get him caught. I'll think about that read of the character. That's definitely never how I thought mm. about Varys, but I'll think about it going forward. Okay. All right. Does anyone else? Have we ever talked about who we who we believe Varys really is? Like, what? Is he really egg. just a, a, a lowborn squisher? Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, there is the interesting theory that he is like uh, a Blackfire or somehow related to the Blackfires, right? Well, because he's like friends I don't remember with... how that one works. He's like friends with um fucking what's his Illyrio. name? Illyrio, yeah. And Illyrio is married to a Blackfire, right? Uh we don't know for sure if Sarah was a Blackfire, but that's the yeah. theory. Yeah. But I think there's another theory that Varys himself mm. does come from the line himself mm. by blood. Which I don't remember yeah. how that works and I don't really think it's I necessary. I feel it's more interesting if he's just like a, a guy. Yeah. I also think yeah, so. I definitely I agree. 
I think enough characters yeah, are magic in this, or like have yeah. special blood. It would be especially interesting if Aegon is already also just a guy, and we are Varys is trying to make just some random boy yeah. king of yeah. Westeros. I think that totally, and that's why I think he has the motivation. Motivation in actual care, uh, care for regular people is because I think he was just some asshole, like some guy, not an asshole. <laughs> He's just some random boy he went through hell growing up and he he's trying to protect other people from having to go through that and he he definitely shows like outright disdain and for highborn people at points Mm. whenever he like lets it through yeah i do like when he does that uh it's very good valid so ultimately he wants to he wants to abolish like the monarchy or, or feudalism no he's still definitely working within feudalism and has he's got feudalist realism i guess but he is trying to make the best world possible and the way he's trying to achieve that is through this like perfect king theory that if you have the perfect king then damn i guess varus is gonna be on brand's side (laughs) i mean i keep thinking because there's that theory because him and Illyrio's thing was that one of them would steal something from someone and then the other would get paid to get it back and they sort of worked as a double act Mm -hmm. and i sort of like the idea that they're sort of doing that on a larger scale, but with the kingdom, in that they're sort of stealing it. I don't know how it works exactly, but the idea that maybe Varys is helping it be stolen and then is also helping give it back to, I guess, yeah. the next Targs. But I don't know why, because he has money and he has some measure of power. But Maybe the, the person who yeah. steals it is little Mr. Aegon, and the person who gets it back is Bran King. Well, the people who stole it is, like, the Baratheons. The Baratheons, he helped the Baratheons steal the, uh, I and mean, then the Lannisters steal the throne from the Targaryens, and then he's, like, helping the Targaryens then get it back. Oh. Yeah, the way the racket would work is that Varys would steal shit, and then uh, those people would go to Illyrio, and Illyrio would sell it back to them. Yes, exactly. Or, like, get the ransom or whatever prize money for finding it. Well, he, he, well he'd be like, if you pay me, I can find who stole it and get it back for you. And they were like, oh, yeah, I trust you, Mr. Swordman. I'm not getting tricked. it's amazing how you're so good at getting things back again yeah there's some uh what's it called along with the numbers in the Tyrion chapter there's some others double entendres oh we love those that uh i must have missed yeah whenever uh varus says whenever they're talking about who has the real power um uh varus says like Oh, then these other swordsmen have the true power. Oh my god. They do! So when they're talking about the swordsmen that the king can call. And he uh, he also says that others say it derives from law, speaking about power. Mm. Oh my god. Um, so, I don't know if those... I'm like, those are potential. You know? But I'm not like... I do think that the... Others say it derives, say power derives from law, kind of works with what I think the others are like. They're the natural thing. Yeah, natural law. Yeah, like nature turning against humanity because of them breaking law. Uh, and there's that. There's a story that in the Arya chapter that Old Nan told her mm-hmm. about a man that was very cl- brave and smart, but he was imprisoned in a dark castle by evil giants. But he tricked them and escaped. Mm-hmm. But as soon as he is outside, he 
got captured, got got by the others, and they drank his hot red blood. Slurp? It just slurped that sexy hot blood. They squeezed okay. him like a Capri Sun, baby. <laughs> <laughs> slurped him like an orange. <laughs> anyway, the episode is over now. Well, no. Yeah. Uh, Do you have it? any other myth? I'm not done. Okay, well, so the Dark Castle made uh, an evil giant... Uh, giants don't live in castles, is the thing. The ones that we see in the story that John sees. That is true. They don't build castles. They, they don't live in castles. That's weird, and it's strange. And it might be a hint that uh, either we're talking about something that's not giants, or that the, there's two types of giants. Mm, is this maybe. the green men or whatever? Maybe it's about the umbers. That they are large, though. Oh, it could be about the umbers. Yeah, this is sometimes used for the, like, the green men. But why would they build castles? They don't build castles either, do they? They might build castles, is the thing. (laughs) Is it based on anything besides this one story? Yeah. Okay, okay. Well... It's kind of circuitous. I think it's just large men. We might have to get into it later. I'll try. I'll let me try. Yeah, do your do like research and bring this to me. Let me. Well, let me try and give it like a two-minute thing. I just need to collect my thoughts real quick. Let me do the Jimmy Neutron brain blast. Okay. Wow, that was fast. Okay. All right. So, uh, there's the Isles of Lang have uh, fucked up like labyrinths that are deep underground, and they have the tall people and the old ones that are said to live down there and the people that live on the island are like tall and have golden eyes and shit so they seem kind of like children of the forest but they're really tall and so that's kind of like green men and they live above these like labyrinths underground that were supposedly built by the old ones which is green men maybe and there's also the cave in uh the Arian wins a winner chapter that has um it's built out of like it looks carved but uh and they say that the place was made by or it belonged to the children of the forest but we know that they don't work in stone but it has the faces carved in like stone pillars and there's other places with like labyrinths and stuff and these are really similar to the under like every castle pretty much like every major castle that's old in westeros has something that's kind of like a labyrinth that's underground under the castle and it's like uh, like a hollow hill so the castle rock has um the mines and like secret grottos mm-hmm. and stuff they they have like a weirwood that's under mm-hmm. there that's where their godswood is yeah it's like in these uh, Storm's End has the like place that Davos and Mel go into. Uh, Winterfell has the crypts. Every castle pretty much has it. So like, and that's I think symbolically uh, similar to these like underground labyrinths that are, and they're all symbols of weirwoods. So if castles are have these things, and like, point is is that. If a, the uh, the castle a green man would live in would be a weirwood. Um, okay. So, so if this is a man who is very brave and smart, which is like kind of like Land the Clever, who is kind of like Azor Ahai, uh, <laughs> if he's in prison in a weirwood and then he uh-huh. gets out and then he's got got by the others, that might be something. So, all right. I'm interested. I'm interested in the castle that a green man would live in as a weirwood. I like that sentence. 
<laughs> feels like something. There's a lot of cool concepts in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely yeah. wow cool something. <laughs> There's a lot of wow cool somethings in this Aria one, because I mentioned it when we were going through it, that Yorin says... Uh, we need to fear wolves that wear men's skin. And he says, like the ones that destroyed that village. And if if the ones that destroyed the village are the tree cat Lannisters, it's a spotted tree cat. So mm -hmm. that's a child of the forest. They're, they're like cats. They're, they have spots and they live in trees. And if they are wearing man's skin... That's fucked up, isn't it? Damn, would that be fucked up or what? Damn. <laughs> if children of the forest are, or something like them, is are warging humans, or like putting on the image of a human, that's... If there were two eggs on the know. moon, <laughs> one of them hatched and the other didn't, would that be fucked up or what? Yeah. Alright, I'm gonna have to edit this one, so let's... Let's get the right, right. Let's finish the let's finish the episode. Uh wait. No, uh, you can't say wait anymore. Uh I wanted to talk about old ones and Eldritch Horror and Varys. You can do that, that anyway. Sounds like something that is long. <laughs> I think that I can do it real quick. I can do it real quick. The general quick idea is that if the the way that he's like constructing imagery of the old gods, like it's basically this big spaghetti monster that lives underground made out of tree roots that are like snakes and also like grave worms. And they have all these birds and they're also like spiders and they have all these birds bringing information from all over the world. It's like this big knowledge repository that know, knows everything like Varys and the, and Varys even has, you know, birds like the ravens that bring info to cold hands and blood raven, but they're all part of it. It's like, it has limbs that are birds, but they're separate from it. And, like, the roots are all over Westeros. Just think, like, I don't know. This just kind of struck me whenever I was thinking about Varys. Like, think of, like, a fucking gigantic spider with a billion legs that are all, like, sucking up knowledge and have these attendees of ravens, like, and birds bringing it knowledge. And it's just, like... Damn, I wish that was this me. This old <laughs> giant monster that lives underground and it's sleeping and it's dreaming and it's kind of waking up and it's half dead because all the weirwoods below the neck got chopped down, but the roots are probably still down there. And is that is that not fucked. just um, Brendan, the crow man? What? It just sounds like you're describing. Um, what can I think of his name now? Blood Raven. I mean, yeah, he's emblematic of it he's you know showing it uh, to us on a small scale like because uh, oh he's the small scale lot, okay <laughs> yeah because the whole thing i mean like i th i think that the weirwood roots go all throughout westeros but yeah but they're half dead because they'll like but you sh you see the that's like the big fractal zoomed out but you zoom in and then you see it repeated that same thing over and over also bran is the boy from the game inside Okay, I'm done. Yay! Woo! Okay, now we end the episode. Everyone may say one thing they like, and it has to take less than a minute. Okay. Okay. Um, my name and cake today same one is as the mine? visual yeah. novel Higarashi. I know, it was, uh, so I had to go first <laughs> so I could beat you.
No, it's um, it's cool. I'm gonna uh, we can just you know you say something and then I'm gonna add something yeah. to it. Okay, um, it's a good visual novel. It's quite old and it's a bit too anime sometimes, but it's sort of like a meta horror and it's really interesting and disturbing and makes me feel bad when I read it, but I enjoy it yeah, anyway. Yeah, I think it it kind <laughs> okay. of makes you feel every possible human emotion you can feel. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I very much recommend it playing it like along with someone so you can like talk about theories and stuff like it's yeah, it's, uh, it's going to make your brain expand in every possible way. Okay, great. Next. My lemon cake is the giant thousand leg spider living under Wes. You can't Western trick us into talking about it again. With, <laughs> with the minds of a billion people that are already dead that have subsumed into it and they hold all knowledge mm. and they're it's in there, under there. And also, I went running yesterday. It was nice. It sucked, but also <laughs> I felt better. It's good. Afterwards. Okay, next. I was listening to an uh, to some old albums again of uh, a comedy rapper that I, uh, by more or less coincidence, saw in on the Fringe Festival a few years back. His name is Rafael Attar, and he's just rapping about random shit. Like he's, uh, There's one about uh, taking walks, one about going to the zoo and having a nice dinner afterwards. Uh, he's wrapping the plot of The Hobbit at some point. <laughs> so if you want to just have some random fun and uh, maybe need some some escapism from whatever's going on in the world. If you don't remember the plot of The Hobbit. Just some funny raps. Yeah, if you don't yeah. remember the plot of The Hobbit or uh, the plot of Taken, I think he, he also <laughs> did one about that. Yeah, I, sh- uh, that's really I should good. have said that about Higur, actually. Like, if you want yeah. escapism from like actual issues, don't. Don't <laughs> yeah, all the all the trigger warnings probably. There's also one very good song that's only on YouTube. You can't find it anywhere, like as a as a track, uh, where he's telling the story of Dave the dinosaur and how he's uh, overcoming his fear of the nice. dark. Oh, all right. And mine is uh, they put Persona on Steam, so I finally get to play a Persona, and I've been playing <gasps> I it. Saw. I've played like I think 16 hours it since it came out, so I'm like nowhere near any of it, but I've been having a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things that I've been thinking that of is like gonna it. sit on my yeah. Steam wish list for a while because it's such a long one, and I'm in so many other things yeah. <laughs> that I need to finish playing. All right. Uh, thank you for listening to the podcast that I'm in charge of. Uh, the only podcast on the internet. Ooh. If you see another podcast, yeah. please report that to me yes. because that is copyright infringement. <laughs> <laughs> and as always, uh. Uh, fuck Jora. Fuck Jora. Fuck Jora. Fuck Tywin. Fuck Tywin. Fuck Tywin. Fuck Tywin so much. Um, mm. yeah. Fuck okay. Tyrion too. Yeah, you know what? Fuck Tyrion. Steve was a dinosaur. He drive around town in his dinosaur car. All the other dinosaurs thought he was a star, but Dave had a secret. He was frightened of the dark. Dave was a dinosaur. He drive around town in his dinosaur car. All the other dinosaurs thought he was a star, but Dave had a secret. He was frightened of the dark. Dave was a dinosaur. His mama called him David. Out of all the dinosaurs, Dave was the bravest. He was big, he was strong, he was fierce. He had big, sharp teeth, he had little tiny ears. He had little tiny arms, but his tail was spectacular. Think of the most massive thing you can. Dave was massive, massive as a really massive house. Could fit a whole fridge in his really massive mouth. Check it out. Stomp, 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 that's the sound of his feet. You could always hear him coming when it walk on the street. Stomp, 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 that's the sound they would make when they walk by. Everything would start to shake. 
He wasn't scary, Dave was really nice If he heard a funny joke, he'd tell it to you twice If you needed help, Dave would always lend a hand That's why all his friends thought Dave was the man Dave was a dinosaur, Rawr, he'd drive around town in his dinosaur car All the other dinosaurs thought he was a star But Dave had a secret, he was frightened of the dark Dave was a dinosaur, Rawr, he'd drive around town in his dinosaur car All the other dinosaurs thought he was a star But Dave had a secret <laughs>